the heart of New York City. He is the human suplex machine. This is the Taz Show. Yeah, yeah. Talking wrestling, sports, and beyond. It's the Black Tower Maniac coming out of Brooklyn. A one-man crime spree. He gonna leave you shook. Try to beat him if you can and survive if he lets you. Human suplex and he coming for you too. Better watch out. The guy your mother warned you about. And he's got one question. I'll inform you about like You're not afraid of a little competition, are you? Award-winning host and former world heavyweight champion, Taz. Oh, 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 oh. <coughs> Excuse me. Yeah. Friday. Friday edition of a jam-packed, action-packed Taz show coming at you. And everybody's running around with the happy Friday. They're so happy to go into the weekend. What better way than to hear the sophomoreisms and jocularity forms some insight Right here on the show called The Taz Show. <clears throat> Got a lot of stuff uh, in this show for you guys. I think you're going to have a lot of fun and you're going to enjoy it. Thank you for listening live at TazShow.com or watching live at TazShow.com. Appreciate that. Or maybe you're checking out the podcast. That's on Spotify, iTunes. Play it or tune in. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Much appreciated. Uh, if you guys want to call the show, the people are already calling the show. You can do that. It's very easy. You know the process. It's simple. Attention hotline fans. 866-475-2948. 866-475-2948. Excuse me. Yeah. So in this edition of the show, we have a special guest. Yes, special guest. One and only, the Mike Quackenbush will be on the show of Chikara Pro Wrestling. Chikara. Uh, yeah, the Mike Quackenbush. Those that checked out the show yesterday, you saw uh, I ran a, a little vignette about um, <clears throat> Chikara that they were nice enough to put together and send to the Taz Show, so thank you. So looking forward to speaking to Mike Quackbush. He'll be on the show via the Skype later, and um, he will. Uh, he's a very entertaining guy, and he's the director of fun, just that in itself. that's He's the head honcho. Just imagine Vince McMahon calling himself for WWE the director of fun. Uh, pff, never happened. No! Uh, never, ever happened. Uh, yeah, so there's some uh, some news to, to get into a little bit here and there. Also, some house cleaning business I want to let you guys know about. Oh, not just house cleaning. I'm a little promotion. My bad, I forgot, uh, forgot to mention, we'll have lost mail in this edition of the show. A lot of you guys like the lost mail. Yes, lost mail is a favorite segment for a lot of people, so we'll, we'll get into lost mail. Hopefully, they get the mail correct to me this time. Very rare is it, is it made to me, and it's just it's lost mail that supposedly is mine, and most of the time it's not. And I do the job in these letters, so kind of sucks, to be honest with you. So now I was talking about some house cleaning stuff. Um, so... I tweeted yesterday, tweeted this morning from at official Taz, my account, my personal account, that during the live Taz shows from 7 a.m. to 9 a.m. every day, Eastern, that my at official Taz, my account, really there's not going to be any tweeting at all going on. Maybe a retweet here and there. Uh, you want to follow, most of you guys are doing this already, but maybe some newer fans of the show, Taz Show Live, at Taz Show Live, right? That's it, right, Captain? At Taz Show Live. Thank yes. you. Yes, at Taz Show Live. So um, follow that if you want to follow on the show live. That's the best way to do it. Um, also, I tweeted yesterday some information about I, a kind of a little teaser, I guess, saying that um, there's kind of a new thing that's coming to the show, uh, a way for you guys to be even more interactive 
than you are now with the show because I feel, and I'm proud to say, the Taz show is pretty friggin' interactive. I mean, you could interact here uh, on the Twitter um, with yours truly you, or anybody on the show. You can interact with Facebook Live. You know, uh, you can interact uh, with a phone call, you know, because the, the, the phone lines. Obviously, that's another way right there. Straight up phone call Jones. Yeah, you could do that. Now, we're even going a step further, okay? And, and I had a meeting yesterday at the post-production, and then I had another meeting, because you know, I have very, I'll just meetings all the time. I'm very popular, and I'm very famous, so, and I'm very important. So I have to say I have meetings, because that makes me feel even more important. Yes. Because we know that's how things go. These headsets still suck. Uh, so, <laughs> they really do. So, yeah. Um, what was I going to say? Oh, yeah, that's what I was going to say. I'm sorry, I was watching TV, and I saw my man, A.J. Green. Yeah, got me some points, and I didn't bench him. I'll get into that in a little bit. Uh, so anyway, I was watching TV here. So I'm like, I'm like a little kid that sees a bright light or a dog. Like, uh, Squirrel. <laughs> yeah, well, it's like, well, uh, so points, points, fantasy football. So, yeah, um, basically I, I, I tweeted out something along the lines of there will be more um, another platform, uh, which is it's kind of like a Facebook Live but better. Coming soon to the Taz Show. So what does that mean? Let me explain it briefly to you guys. Okay, You will be able soon to watch the show just like, let's say you, a lot of you guys like to go to Facebook Live and watch the show while we're live. Some of you guys can't, you know, for whatever reason, uh, I don't know, go, go to the show early and watch it. So Facebook Live, maybe at work, whatever, it's easier. And you want to interact. So you could, obviously on Facebook Live, you could interact with each other, with other you know, listeners or followers of the show while the show's live. Or with myself, and sometimes I can get back to you live on the Johnny on the Spot right there on the Facebook Live. So coming soon to the show, there'll be a new way that you could do exactly what you do on Facebook Live, just not at Facebook Live. Um, it's going to be at TazShow.com, but different than Facebook Live in the sense of it's better quality. And the biggest complaint we've had with Facebook Live, and it's not really a negative thing, but... Why did you put the whole show on there? I get that all the time. Um, the whole show now, you could watch soon, I should say, not now. Soon you could watch and interact from, from 7 a.m. to 9 a.m. Eastern on this new uh, gimmick they're putting together. I don't know if it's called an interface or, you know, jobby, genre, rotten cock face. I don't know what it's called. Use that last one. Yes. So there's some kind of gimmick that, that the tech team is putting together for the TazShow.com. Where you can watch the whole show, better quality than Facebook, and you'll be able to interact with each other or yours truly during the whole show via this gimmick. So um, I think they're also putting together where you can watch the whole show on on the app, the Radio.com app. I know that I know they're working on that too. I might have just put them on the spot, but uh, <laughs> they are now. Now they're working on it. Yes. No, they told me that that that. They're, they're trying to figure out what they got to do on that. It's a lot harder. I don't know this tech stuff. I mean, a lot of fans of the show know this tech stuff more than me, but it's a little bit harder than people think it is. So the Radio.com app, uh, you know, you obviously can listen live on there. Maybe a lot of you listening live right now on there, and I appreciate it. But it, there, it could be soon that you could <laughs> watch the whole show live on the gimmick app. Um Hopefully I didn't overstep my bounds in that last sentence. Uh, <laughs> but I could have sworn that came out in a meeting. Maybe Handsome Johnny, I'm naming, uh, he wasn't paying attention during the meeting, but uh, Video <laughs> Brian was. Maybe Video Brian in your headset can uh, confirm. We're also working on something for Video Brian. I'll stooge everything off. 
Uh, I don't know if anybody knows this, to get either a microphone or a camera on the video Brian during the show. Oh, yeah. Video Brian said he wasn't aware of that. Oh, yeah, he is now. <laughs> yeah. And so, the fun part is you're not going to tell him where the camera is in the room. <laughs> So that's happening. There's a lot of changes coming on. See, Captain, once you decide to leave the show, that's when they're putting all this money in the show. <laughs> all right, you know what? Uh, Tom's leaving. Let's go. Let's load up the money and put it into Taz's show. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's, that slunker is gone, that Tom guy. Now we'll load this bitch up. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You'll be sitting on the outside of the street corner. In with, my vape cart. With your vape cart <laughs> crying your eyes out as I'm lying and laughing out here on a microphone. <laughs> I'll be waving the announcers. Hey, what's up, you mother effer? How you doing? Just <laughs> reminded me of the poll we put up yesterday. Oh, yes. Let's let's talk about that poll. Thank you. So, yeah, on the Taz Show uh, live account on the Twitter, uh, we put up a poll. Because, like, you know, for those that don't know, the, uh, the, the captain here, the producer of the show for almost a year, he's leaving the show. He decided to quit. <laughs> I like the way I say that. It's so nice, right? <laughs> he decided to quit. So, yeah, yeah. Um, he claims it's not because of me, but I don't know. <laughs> he says it's not because of me. Will you stop? That's what, I'm, that's what I'm hearing. I'm just telling you. So, apparently, yeah. So, not apparently. It's happening. Uh, the man quit. So, uh, he gave his notice, you, Captain. And now, uh, you know, CBS is working on a new producer for the Taz Show. So, we put up a poll. Well, what is it like? We talked about this yesterday. When the Captain leaves the show, is it comparable to... Give, well, give me the list for the sign. Read, read the whole tweet. The, me leaving the Taz show is the equivalent of blank leaving Seinfeld. And read the pro- options. Now, the options are George, Kramer, Newman, and Bob Sacamano. Yes, Bob Sacamano. <laughs> Who thought of that one, by the way? <laughs> I think you did, right? Oh, I think I did. Yes. <laughs> yes. Don't think I did. I did. It's all me, baby. Bob Sacamano, possibly the greatest name ever. So... What's the, we got close to a, like, what, a thousand people? Around there, almost. Almost. Voted. You could still vote. There's still Taz an hour left. And what's it, at Taz Show Live. Taz the, Show Live is the handle, On the Twitter. Yes. What's the, who's winning, uh, what's the deal? Right now, it's a tie for first place between George and Kramer at 29% each. Wow, you feel like you're over, because those are the <laughs> top characters. I don't, I would say more George. And, and where is Bob Sacramento in this? And second place with 23%. So it's a neck and neck, 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 neck Jones gimmick here. Four-way neck Jones. Well, three-way Newman's a little further back at 19%. Okay. Okay. All right, so there you go. So you'll do that. And speaking of Jones, um, you know, my man, who's one of the most talented uh, guys we have uh, as a fan of the show, Lean Mean, who just wins Hump Day promos a lot or sends in great Hump Day promos, He's in the past. Uh, you guys know we tweeted. I tweeted it out and put it on a YouTube gimmick, or it's on his YouTube. I don't know somewhere. Um, a, uh, a about a month or so ago, uh, blooper a blooper reel of the Taz show, uh, video wise, and it's hysterical. Now he put together uh, Hot 100 Joneses of uh, yours truly. Sometimes um, you know Hot 100 Jones, you know uh, YouTube Jones type thing. So so I put it on Taz Tube Jones. If you want to watch it, you can go check it out there. But we're gonna play it in the show later on here. Uh, we're gonna be in Facebook Live in the fourth quarter. Uh, Mike Quackenbush will be on in the fourth quarter also uh, via the uh, Gimmick Schneebits uh, Skype. I was just, we're very interactive with the video here. We do a lot with video. And in that fourth quarter, I believe we're going to – in the fourth quarter, we're also going to run the top 100 Jones. Hot, that, that's hot Jones. the plan. That's the plan. Yeah, if you haven't seen it, 
you're going to laugh your ass off. If you have seen it, you're going to laugh your ass off again. Okay, I tweeted out at my official account, too. The thing is funny as piss, as they would say. Which and that's might, funny. Yeah, which might be the greatest expression ever. By the way, the phones are flaring like a pack of hemorrhoids. Uh, I will get to you guys. Just hang on there. i got to do my opening monologue, which you know sometimes takes two to three segments. So, <laughs> so yeah, uh, what else I got to cover? I got to cover, um, I think I covered everything, the gimmicks. Let me just think for a minute. Hold on. I'm trying to remember. I did that. I covered that. Not that. No, that guy don't like me. I'm not putting him over. Uh, okay, got it. Yes. So, and I'll talk a little bit about um, basically some news. No, maybe not news. I think I'm going to go straight football Jones. Yeah, I'm going straight football Jones because yesterday the Miami Dolphins. This is why you're the best, Cap. This is why you're the best. This is why you will be missed. Kind of. Um... The Dolphins played the Bengals. The Dolphins lost, did the Jabberoonie to the Bengals 22-7. But that's not the important thing. That's not the important thing. My man. My man, A.J. Green. Yo, A.J., what up? A.J. Green, who I said many times on his show yesterday, I was going to bench on my fantasy team. Ah, ah. What I did was I trusted my audience, the Taz Show audience, a lot of you little nubs. You guys were tweeting to me, Taz, don't do it. Don't bench the A.J. Green. It's a mistake. Don't do it. Don't do it. I did some research, talked to my stats guy, and next thing you know, next thing you know, I said, you know what? All the slunkers that listen and watch the Taz show are correct, and my stats guy's correct. A.J. Green, you're staying in the Taz, uh, the Dons, that's my name, my team, my fantasy football team, and guess what A.J. did? He got me 23 points, bitches. 23 big ones. Yeah. AJ Green was on fire. On fire in that Dolphins game. The Dolphins looked looked horrible. The Bengals looked really good. Andy Dalton, the QB for the Bengals, 22-31. Almost 300 yards he chucked for or ran for, throw for, whatever. He got one touchdown. The Dolphins quarterback, who was on my bench, by the way, spending time on the bench, uh, the Ryan Tannehill... He was 15 for 25 with 189 yards with one touchdown, one interception. So uh, he might get cut soon, and I'm going to bench A.J. Green next week probably. So I'm only loyal to these guys for one game. That's how I do this. Seattle Seahawks, uh, my Seahawks, play my old team, the Jets, this Sunday at 1 o'clock. It's going to be a good game, 1 p.m. Eastern. And then the big one, Taz Bowl 2, they're calling it. I don't know who they are, but someone is. They're going to uh, do the, the Buffalo Bills and the New England Patriots 1 p.m. Eastern on Sunday. We got a chance here to win this game, guys. We, you know, because I play for the Bills. We got a chance. We got a chance because they got their playing backup quarterback Jones. But not only that, you know, the, the Garoppolo has been banged up. And now now the, the brissette has got the messed up hand. I'd rather Brissette, 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 I'd rather him play. Uh, the Garoppolo makes me nervous. Don't matter. Because while this game is going on, the Tom Brady will be laying naked on a beach in Milan with his wife, who's running around naked on a beach playing Frisbees. Throwing Frisbees around at some golden retriever. Multiple ones? Yeah, just Frisbees. Frisbee Jones, Frisbee Jones, Frisbee Jones. He has an impressive Frisbee budget. <laughs> I thought you were going to say he had an impressive Frisbee. I'm like, listen, whatever floats your boat. So, um, so yeah, so we'll see what happens there with the Patriots uh, and the Bills. I really, uh, I'll tell you what, 
Rex Ryan, you know, we, we, we played the audio of the rib he played on uh, Julian Edelman, listen, the wide receiver from the uh, Patriots. He played that rib from the press conference where Ryan acted like he was a reporter and tried to rib uh, the, uh, what's his name, uh, Julian Edelman. And then, you know, see, that's the thing. Like, I don't know if I said this or not yesterday, but, like, Rex Ryan now, because, you know, my Bills won a game last week, he's acting like... Like Rex Ryan. Oh, dude, he's cocky Jones, bro. He's just, he's acting like Super Bowl winner Jones. Like, he's just, he's over the top. Like, he, he so he can't help himself. It's like he he is just the most arrogant, pompous ass going, and God, I love him. I love him. You win one game, you act like you've done it all. And now he's just walking around, cock of the walk. Heck, yep, cock of the walk. I'm cock of the walk. Cock of the walk, Rooster Jones. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, the Rex Ryan. I won one game. Right? They're one and two. That's the record, yeah. He's acting like, dude, he's acting like Belichick should act. That's how he's acting. Unbelievable. Yeah, that's that's the coach of the Bills, my team. So we'll see what happens. Uh, the Cowboys. So I got the Dak Prescott. He better play good. Cowboys, man. And, and the problem is one of his main weapons, Dak's main weapons, uh, the Des Bryant, he's not expected to play because he's got uh, uh, an injury. He's got the uh, – he missed he, – I talked about this yesterday. He was supposed to get an MRI, okay, and then he missed the MRI. He didn't go. Okay, and he missed two team meetings, right? Yeah, two team meetings as well as a treatment session. What the hell's going on with Dez? Dez, Dak. What kind of names at East? Talk about names. Ziff. Ziff, Dez, Dak, Nubs, Nips, Sniff, Snuff. <laughs> Who else is playing for the Cowboys? Who do we got? Addison. Addison, Nub, Jones. <laughs> what the F is going on here? So anyway, that's the deal. All right. See how he just ran out of gas right there? <laughs> See, you know I just... Uh, no, no. All right, I'm done with this. <laughs> I just, so if I got nothing, I got nothing. That's it, done. Thanks for coming. So that's the deal. Um, so, interim UFC featherweight champion over in the UFC world, Jose Aldo has publicly asked for his UFC, UFC for his release. Okay? Uh, Aldo is upset that he did not get a rematch against Conor McGregor. He wanted... I don't blame the guy. I don't blame him. He should be pissed off. I don't blame him at all. Uh, again, I know the phones are flaring. I'll get to you guys. Uh, in some wrestling news, there's, there's a good amount of wrestling news. So I talked a lot about yesterday about TNA and the unfortunate things that seems like going on there. There's been a lot of scuttlebutt. Oh, Vince bought the company already. He bought the tape library. I don't think that's true. As we're live right now at 7.18 a.m. on this Friday, September 30th. That's not true just yet. And there's uh, reports that are out there that TNA wrestlers have reportedly had their matches and flights canceled for next week's <clears throat> TNA impacts taping. I believe our friend Mike Johnson from PW Insider is saying that's not true. I'm leaning with Mike Johnson on this. I, I haven't heard that. I mean, it could be true. But in my experience, um, you know, I've never had that where it's it's that bad. But if it canceled fly, I mean, maybe it is. I don't know. This whole thing is, you know, this is part of the problem. You know, like, it, this, 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 like, with this TNA thing, it, it's just all over the map because you got Billy Corgan, the president or whatever he is, one of the owners of TNA, 
going public, he was on ESPN show yesterday, and saying all the stuff that, you know, he's going to be at Bound for Glory, and, you know, he's saying the right things. Is He wants this thing to keep rolling. But then there's reports that, you know, there's strong reports that Vince is going to buy the tape library, and then Aerolux, the other group, the, that one of the owners, they're just, you know, there's heat there, and, and, then, and then whatever fight network's involvement is, there's all these different moving parts. And then through all of this riffraff and all of these problems, Dixie Carter decides to take the Twitter. And that she has some new... We have this tweet? Yes, there it is. There it is. I'll read it to you guys. If you watch the video, you'll see it. Look forward to sharing news soon, exclamation point. Uh, Impact Wrestling has the best fans and an amazing show on now. Hashtag Impact on Pop. Because the show was on yesterday, the TV show. So she was promoting the show, which is fine. But, you know, I, and I, you know Dixie's going through some hard times right now. And I feel bad for her. I do. I do. And I've had my ups and downs with her. But I do feel bad for her. I know at the end of the day, in her heart of hearts, she's a good person. I do. And I can tell you that for a fact. She really is. But, good God, I mean, you got to stop with the announcements. This has been going on for years. No matter, just stop. Just stop it. You want to promote your show that's on the air, then tweet that. And I respect that she doesn't want to ignore the audience, but, you you know, stop with the teasers. You, this, your company might be done. Done. Kaput. And if it's not done, it's been tarnished worse than it was from negative publicity. You know, when, when the monster machine is rumored to take over all of you, own you and your tape library, that's not good scuttlebutt. Unless she's going to be honest and tweet out, We've come to terms with, with World Wrestling Entertainment, and you can watch all the TNA programming um, on there. I don't know if that's great news for real TNA fans. But you know what? If the WWE is doing like I had suggested, that let's say they end up owning this thing and owning the library, but they continue to do the live show, or I should say the, the weekly show, just run it on WWE Network on Thursdays. Then, then that's good news. Then that means she, Dixie, and her other partners or whatever came to terms with, with Vince McMahon. But yet for, it's good for the fans that they'll still get their weekly TNA show, if that's true. If that, but who knows? It's such a vague tweet she's putting out. I just don't think now's the time to do this stuff with Twitter, if you're her. Because she didn't say, Bound for Glory is going to be great this Sunday. I'll be there. We'll all be there or whatever, something like that. She didn't say that. I think maybe... There's nothing cleared up yet, and Dixie still kind of wants to acknowledge the audience, but still kind of seem like... Yes, I do. I do. I hear you, and I understand that. But look at... I got to be honest here. Look at her history on Twitter. It's just been nonstop teasers that announcement, announcement, big announcement. Things are changing. We're moving up. But all these different vague, you know, teaser tweets... For the longest time with her. Stop it. Especially now, this could be the final hour, man, from, from what people are saying. You know, really, it's like, you know, you got you got all this scuttlebutt. You got Billy Corgan going out there, and it's, it's like, I'll be there. I don't know what's going on, but I'll be there on Sunday. Like, okay, Billy, you're not wrestling. You're not in the main event. You're not a you're not a pro wrestler. You're, you're not a TNA wrestler. You're, so, okay, that's cool you're going to be there, dude. That's cool. And you're saying you spoke to talent. I'm paraphrasing. That, that, that be, Okay. And I'm sure, look, I'll tell you from a wrestler's perspective, if you're booked, you're going. 
That, that, the ones who don't get the credit are the talent, okay? If they're booked, they're going. Unless they've been burnt financially enough to the point that you're going to tell TNA, I'm sorry, bye-bye. I got to tell you to go F yourself now. Then that's a different story. That's kind of where I was when I worked there and when I left. I'm just saying, man, like, I, I just don't think she should be tweeting anything. You want to promote the TV show? Fine, I get it, but I don't know. I'm just, I just don't think she should have did that. Just my opinion, and I'm entitled to it, and I said it, and that's that. I hope things work out for them. A lot of people are saying today's the day. This Friday is the day you'll find out if there'll be an announcement where we hear the WWE owns it or that they're going to keep rolling or Sunday's their last show. Who knows? Who knows? I'll tell you one thing this is. This is not a work. That I can tell you. I wish it was a work for that ki- for them. I really do. I do wish it was a work, but it's not a work. So, um, some other news: uh, Abushi apparently uh, he's back now with WWE. He'll be teaming with uh, Hideo Itami in the Dusty Rhodes Tag Team Classic. I think that's cool. That's be pretty good, right? I mean, I think I'm fantastic. A f- yeah, right. I'm a fan of both those guys. That'll be a great team. It's good to see Abushi work something out with the WWE. So that's pretty cool, right there. And uh, Paige, and I think we have this tweet too. Paige from the WWE, WWE Superstar Paige, is planning, unfortunately for her, to undergo uh, neck surgery soon. If we have this tweet, let's please post it, Bri. Um, so she's going to have uh, neck surgery soon. I mean, it's when you hear this, uh, do we have it or not? I okay, should. no problem. I can pull it up. When, 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 we, when you have this, a neck issue, you know, just obviously, yeah, here's the tweet. I guess you did tweet longer. It says, thanks to Dr. Uh, how do you say this guy's name? Uribe. Uribe yesterday. One of the best doctors I've seen. I'm going to do this quick. Uh, this is a long thing here. Gave me two great surgery options. Uh, makes you think about the risks you have to take it when it comes to this business. The things you put uh, your body through to entertain the masses still wouldn't change it for the world. Thanks to everyone for the continued support. Blah, 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 blah. So good luck to her. I'm sure she's, look, she's a young girl in shape. She'll come back from it. Um, so hopefully she's going to be in good health with her neck. I could appreciate those issues for sure. Um, so I see the deal right there. It's, uh, it sucks. It sucks, but she's right. The sacrifice you put your body through, all the bumps you're taking, you know what I mean? So <clears throat> it's part of the game, unfortunately. Hey, uh, Rob in Ohio, you're on the Taz Show. Hey, how you doing, Taz? Good, buddy. Talk to me. What's up, man? Happy Friday. Oh, happy Happy, Rob. I hope you're having a great day. Yeah, pal. Oh, yeah, you too. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. What's up, guy? Hey, if there's anything I've learned from all the years listening to you, Taz, everything's at work, right? Yes, it all is. So it's kind of fishy to me that you're making all this CPS money now, <laughs> and uh, the captain's leaving, and TNA's going to be bought out. So Ooh. what's going on, Taz? Oh, you're alluding to the fact of maybe the uh, third-level rumors of that Taz is buying TNA. Uh, yeah. I got the CBS loot. I got bankroll, right, from the CBS, right? That's what it is? Oh, yeah. Big, big pockets. Big money, bro. Yes. Well, uh, no. Uh, I hate to say, uh, Big Rob, I'm not, I am not buying uh, the, the TNA. But uh, <laughs> no, I'm not. Uh, I don't have that kind of money. That that's, takes millions upon millions. Uh, I got to put another drive through in the back of my house. I got the other lake house I'm putting in a, a moat there. Got to buy a third farm? A third farm because I'm into farms now because I can bet them. Rob from Ohio, thank you for calling. Um, that would be funny though if I bought TNA. There'd be some people that worked there that'd be really shaking their boots then. Oh, Nelly. Look who's big daddy in town. 
Sugar Daddy Jones. <laughs> Lean means editing right now. See, because the, the top volume two, right? <laughs> well, no, but see, I think this is the thing with this top one hundred Jones. I, I don't know. He's a little, you know, he's he's just so entertaining. This guy, and he's so talented. Lean mean. I think he's going to just ex- keep extending this, like an ongoing. It's going to be like a what's that? A trilogy, like a three part movie, like five hours. A trilogy. You mean? A trilogy. What I call it? A trilogy. <laughs> no. A three part thriller. Yeah, a trilogy, nilogy. Stop. Uh, something like that. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what the hell you want to call it, but I don't know what I. I he's going to keep adding. How long is it with the Jones long? Long Jones. How long? Long Jones. <laughs> That's for the winter. That's. The- <laughs> <laughs> oh, we're going to miss the captain. Yep, he quit. Yep, he quit the show. He tapped out. He quit. No one cares. Yep, he did. He quit. That's what happened. Yep. Apparently, there's a lot of people applying for this gig. I've heard. A lot of people applying for the gig. That's the scuttlebutt. And you thought that no one wanted to do this job. You were like, they'll never find no one to replace me. I'm stuck here forever. <laughs> they're going to they're gonna offer me the farm. I'll have a farm just like Taz. No one can want to sit in a room with this arrogant son of a bitch at 7 a.m. Nobody. I got CBS by the short hairs. <laughs> they were all signing up. They were all signing up, Captain. Dude, you get the new guy Jones could come in here, and next thing you know, it's like Captain Who. What? There was a guy with a beard. What? That could happen, bro. I can can live with that. Listen, I'm going to keep your memory alive. I'm going to keep your memory alive. I'm not going to post a picture in the studio. I'm not even going to talk about you, but I'll think of you. How about that? (laughs) Sounds good. (laughs) I'll keep you alive, pal. All right, look, I got to go to break here. Other side of break, I don't know what I'm doing, but I'm doing something. Uh, what am I doing on the side of break? Uh, doing all sorts of stuff. I think we got lost mail coming up, right? Oh, boy. What am I going to do without you? <laughs> I got a lot of phone calls to get to, too. But the lost mail should be pretty funny. Hopefully, it doesn't fall on its face. We've seen it happen. And uh, later on the show, we got Mike Quackenbush from Chikara. Taking a break right here. Be right back. Welcome to Play It, a new podcast network featuring radio and TV personalities talking business, sports, tech, entertainment, and more. Play it at play.it. All right, well, still getting uh, used to the team here gave me access to that uh, Taz Show Live account, Twitter. Not used to that. It's a great account because, you know, you get up-to-date information on the show. Uh, but, you know, I, I just, you know, I'm used to I got to get used to it. I suck. Like like I just suck. Um, so, I don't know. I, I just, I'm not, you know, I'm a creature of habit. I guess that's how I am. I just, it's one that if I'm thrown off, it's like a problem. I'm a machine, bro. I'm a freaking machine. Just bam, 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 bam. Yeah! Right in, bro. Screaming. Friday morning, screaming my ass off in the middle of New York City. Why do these corporate people in this company hate me so much? I'll tell you why. Because they come to work in the morning, they want a nice, want to drink their coffee at their desk, rub their ass neck on their seat. Have their little crappy bagel with their locks and cream cheese and scallions. And here's this maniac, restless, screaming his ass off in the studio, three cubicles down. 
I walk out of here, they all just hate my guts. It'd be great if we did the show out of a cubicle. It's close. Yeah. But well, once you leave, because you're quitting, if I didn't point that out. <laughs> Those I don't want to cap That's quit. the big news you got. You're moving <laughs> the show to a cubicle? The show is moving to a cubicle. And you can interact with me while I'm in that cubicle. <laughs> All right, I got to get to some of these calls, then I got to do some lost mail. And then when we go into break at the top of the hour, going to play a uh, an old school bit that we had on here. I'll tell you about that later on that someone was nice enough to get done for us. Captain will help me explain that later on because he's the best, the captain, by golly. Yes. He's awesome. Uh, so, yeah, I will get to that. But a lot of you people have been patient on the phone, so uh, I'll have to get to you because, you know, I got to keep my audience happy. That's what this is all about. Got to keep them happy. Yep. Hey, uh, Richard Phoenix, uh, you're on the Taz Show. Hey, Don Poppy Cash. Uh, Poppy! What's going on, buddy? Hey, man, uh, I just want to say I'm a first-time long time. Oh, you are, huh? <laughs> okay, what's going on, buddy? Hey, um, you know, I, I want to put you over first. Yes. Uh, and don't forget about Captain Ahoy. Ahoy! All right, so, um, well, uh, I have a little baby. Nine months pregnant, my wife is. Congratulations, and, buddy. Congratulations. Hey. I appreciate that, and uh, you know I'm starting off early. She's listening to the Taz show in the belly. In the belly, okay. See, that's nice. See, that's a good way to bring someone into the world. They hear the soft tones of yours truly, and I explain myself. Uh, I'll try to keep the cursing to a minimum, but yes, that's nice to hear. Yeah, I appreciate it. Guess what her name is? Oh, her name? What? The baby? You're gonna name the baby Taz? Close. You gonna name the baby close? What the? Wait, what are you gonna, what are you gonna name the baby? Uh, Josephine. Josephine. That's close to Taz. Yeah. It's... <laughs> Josephine. Well, that's Taz. Close for, guess what her nickname is? Taz? No, I don't know. Joey. Jo- oh, I know Joey. Joey, right? Joey Jojo. Joey Jojo. Oh my lord. <laughs> <laughs> Look at this. Baby in the womb. What's up? What's up, Joey Jojo? Oh, my God. Oh, my God. All right, bro. What's going on? What do you want to talk about? Hey, um, I just wanted to call to see what your thoughts were on uh, the live taping on Tuesday. Uh, You know, WWE does a lot of tapings. And what's the benefit of them doing a live taping on Tuesday as opposed to maybe a live taping on a Thursday? So when you're saying live taping, you mean the live broadcast, you're saying, right? Yeah, yeah, it's live. Well, the benefit is that it's live. That that's it. So when a when a show is live, just like this show, like you you know you obviously never know what's going to happen. A, a TV show like wrestling, of course, you never know what's going to happen. There's no spoilers, right? But when it was on Thursdays and it was SmackDown or and or Fridays, you know it was taped. We knew the spoilers. If you didn't, even if you didn't read the spoilers, it kind of wasn't. That same feel, also from a production standpoint, Rich, you know, there's really not, there's really no editing, because it, 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 it's live, live, you know what I mean? So there's no post-production, which makes it feel more organic and real. I got you. Uh, but the, the, like, what I mean is, the SmackDown Live is on Tuesday instead of Thursday. If they do shows all the time, I guess what would be the benefit of doing a live SmackDown on a Tuesday compared to a live SmackDown on a Thursday? The benefit, to, you're asking me, what's the benefit of doing it on Tuesdays as opposed to Thursday? Right. Uh, it's very simple. Uh, the main thing is, uh, f- from a financial perspective, they're saving a, pref- a plethora, a boatload of money. And I'll tell you how. Okay, they save a ton of money. Thank you for calling, Rich, from Phoenix, and, and congrats on the baby. Okay, uh, they save a ton of money, uh, WWE, because production cost and talent cost for, for travel. So you, you, if you're going to do a live Monday Night Raw and you have your production crew there, 
okay? Uh, now you do a live show raw. Great, great show, guys. Thanks. Okay, uh, we're going to go. Uh, we're in hypothetically. Uh, we're doing a show in Los Angeles. We're doing a live raw. And SmackDown on Thursday, let's pretend, we're going to do another live show in, you know, I don't know, San Francisco. So we're going to drive several hours up. What we're going to do now is you're going to have an off day with the crew, the production crew, on Monday. I'm sorry, on Tuesday and Wednesday. And then Thursday, they got to work. So that's two down days that you're either paying people or, or production folks, which they have a big team. Many tractor-trailer trucks come in with production, and that costs a lot of money for those guys. you got to pay them. and you, 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 So that's the, the main thing is the cost. It's cheaper to go back-to-back days for them, number one. Number two, from a storyline-slash-promotion standpoint, it's a lot easier to say tomorrow on SmackDown or cross-promote from Raw, even though it's two separate brands, and when they run their, their packaging on uh, Raw to promote SmackDown – the next day, it's easier to sell and promote the next day as opposed to this Thursday. It's it's just like boom, boom. It's like consecutive. Boom, boom. You know what I mean? <clears throat> it just works better. It's just an easier flow. And also, if you do have talent that happen to be on both shows at that time, okay, your agents are all at both shows. You got to pay them and now you're going to have down days if, if you're not going back-to-back days. But if you have talent that's, let's say, like when they had uh, Randy Orton uh, do a run-in with Lesnar and all that and he was on both shows... You know, now you don't have to pay. You don't have to have Randy, you know, fly in on a Monday and then have two off days and then fly him back somewhere or drive him somewhere on Thursday. It just, it's, 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 it's clunky. Clunky Jones. That's what it is, I say. So that's, that's the reason. So uh, it was a good question. I definitely felt he had a very good question there, to be honest with you. Hey, uh, Marshall from Flint, Michigan. You're on a tag show. What's going on, Mr. Taz? How are you, big guy? What's going on? Uh, not too bad. I just wanted to say uh, aloha to the colonel one last time because I probably won't be able to call in anymore ever since he'll be leaving. So I want to say aloha to the colonel one more time. Wow. All right, aloha. And also want to say hi to Piss Pants Jones. Piss Pants, Piss Pants. <laughs> Bro, wait a minute. So you can't call the show anymore because the captain is leaving? Yes. That's what you're saying to me? No, 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 no. I'm just saying that I'm just saying because uh, of my work schedule, I usually don't be. Able, I'm not able to call him until like next week, so he might be gone. So. Oh no, he's gone after today. He's done. <laughs> Slamming oh, well, bods well, and beyond. Well, no, I'm the colonel one last time. No, no, he's not going to. I was joking. Slamming bods oh. and beyond. Okay, what do you want to talk about, big Slamming guy? What's up? What, what's up? What's up? What, what, what? Slamming yeah, bods and beyond. Quick. What? Say it again. <laughs> Uh, two quick questions. Slamming One is, uh, well, I'm sorry, I'm, there's you... a problem with the sound effects store downstairs. It's obviously an issue. All right, go ahead. What's up, bro? What's up? All right. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> uh, first bro, question is, up? for the women's division, uh, why is there not like a Hell in a Cell match or a Money in the Bank women's match or anything like that? And two, uh, why is there not any more Buried Alive matches in and how do they do buried alive matches? Like, how do the people actually get out of being buried alive? I always wanted to know that. So, oh, two part well, question for you. Well, the second one is because it's a work. Uh, but no, no. Uh, I mean, I, is it like a trap door or what? I can't tell you that, bro. I see. That's the thing. What? No, I can't tell you that. That's what. When oh this, my god, bro! When you're paying for the show, subscription based Jones, then I'll tell you. Until then, I no. Am. You're not paying. What do you pay? Nine ninety-nine a month. No, 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 sir. You're forgetting. What do you mean, no? No, I am talking about you paying for this show. Then I'll tell you. Oh, I pay for this show too. No, you how? Where? What do you mean? Uh, GoFundMe. 
Go, go F you. No, hey, listen you know to me. Taz, by the way. Listen to me, bro. I can't give you all the secrets. I can't all do that. Right. No, I'm not like that. That's not my style. It's like a magician, right? You know, this is not uh, magician tell all Jones. I'm yeah, not going to tell you. don't do it anymore. I they know, because they more, can't though. promote death. You can't promote death. Come on now. Uh. And it was, it was also kind of those... Matches were kind of hokey, let's be honest. I don't think they were that good. What was your question again about the girls, the, the, the women's division? Yeah, the uh, how come they don't do like a – I figured since Hell in the Cell is coming up, it would be pretty awesome if a women's match did a Hell in the Cell. Or why don't they do that? Or do you think that, that could ever happen in the future? Same with, same with the Money in the Bank match. I think it's a great I think question. I awesome. Uh, I think you're right, uh, Marshall. I agree with you. I think that would be awesome to do that. You know, I don't really, I'm not, I'm not going to lie to you, dude, and I appreciate you calling, Marshall. I don't know why they, they've never done those type matches, but – you know, let's be frank, though, Marshall. Like the um, the thing is, like we we haven't seen this amount of I don't know how to word this the proper way. The amount of success and popularity from a pure performance and athletic standpoint for women in wrestling, I don't think ever. Like the past several years, it, it's really just building more and more momentum, and not just in the WWE. And you hear me talk about that on Mondays on. Um, in the indies, when like Deanna Peraza's on a show, or Taylor Hendricks, or Veda Scott, we talk a lot about women's wrestling, and now it's really amping up. So I think over the years, it was just always a foregone conclusion. I, I you know, we do Hell in a Cell, you're gonna do a Royal Rumble, whatever. It's it's the dudes, it's guys. It's never even been discussed to do it in WWE anyway. I've never heard it. Maybe it's happened. Maybe some of those type matches. Uh, gimmicky type matches like that. I don't remember any big, big ones like that. Like yeah, NXT so. had a women's battle royal. Battle royals different. Ago, yeah, we've seen yeah. that over the years too, though, even even years ago. But I mean, like you know, I think Marshall's talking about like you know those type of you know monster push big matches. You know, like a, you know whatever, like a, a Royal Rumble, just all women. You know, I I, I I they probably have the talent if they merge them all. I would think enough. There's enough women talent out there. They could bring people in just to pay them for the night. I definitely think so. Uh, all right, look, I got to do Lost Mail now, and then I'll get to a couple more calls. But, I, you know, Lost Mail sitting here. I got him. We ready to roll here? Let's do this. Looks like the Postal Service has misdelivered another sack of mail. Let's see what Taz finds in this bag of lost fan mail. All right, here we go. Here we go. Another day of the Lost Mail. Let's go with this one first. Oh. We got you guys know what lost mail is, right? Hopefully they don't. Some people are new. Maybe some people are new. They don't know what's going on. You may have to set the table. Set the table always. So yeah, basically this is, you know, CBS said, dude, you're over like Rover. You know, there's tons of mail that comes in, and you know we we need to uh we we need to get you your mail. So for the past I don't know how many weeks they've been sending me my mail. A lot of times I get these big bags of mail, and the team here goes through it. And on some Fridays, we do lost mail, and I read them. But what's been happening is a lot of these mails, or letters, uh, science experts, scientists. Where did I hear that one before? Flamin' bods and beyond. Social <laughs> correspondences. <laughs> yeah, a lot of these letters have not been for yours truly. So, uh, and uh, they've been lost, all right. Let's see what this one is. Hold on, here we go. Number one. Oh, here we go. We're starting off on the right foot, because it says, Dear Taz. Dear Taz, I have been a big fan of the Taz show for a long time. You might call me a groupie. Oh, boy. My true desire is to be with you. What? But since you're a happily married family man, I am, I will settle for Tom. <laughs> Holy left-handed Cotton Jones. 
Bro, look at this. You're in like Flint. Let's see what happens. Wow. I understand the captain. See, that, that's why you're leaving the show. You got wenches coming at you left and right over here. What the hell's going on? So I understand the captain will have more time on his hands, and I would love to keep them busy at the helm of my ship. Oh, my God. This person's like, they want their hand. Your hand. <laughs> Anyway, tell him there's plenty of booty at 212-649-4500. Interesting. Um, Booty, like pirate booty. You get it? I get it. Oh, Lord. Mike Johnson and the handsome are welcome to join. (laughs) (laughs) Holy Menage Trois Jones, Freeway Dance City. What's going on here? But only if the captain's involved. OXOX Mandy Holes. What the? (laughs) What is that? Mandy Holes, come on, Low Road Jones. What are we doing here? Hold on a second. Captain, keep your girlfriends off the show. Uh, <laughs> All right, let's see what else. Let's move this next one. Come on, you son of a bitch. Hold on, here we go. Right. Yeah, see me at the post office, bro. I'm a hoot. <laughs> oh, yeah, I get over like that. Oh, well, here we go. This one's not to me. Dear handsome Johnny. Never fails, dude. Never fails. Allow me to introduce myself. My name is Mitch Felton. I am the owner and founder of Mitch Wetsuit Emporium and Sushi Buffet here in Boca Raton, Florida. Bro, Bro. wetsuit and sushi? Is there any more combo more disgust? Excuse me. Oh. Okay, let me uh, let me start by saying the way you described your performance in that triathlon was captivating. I have been searching quite a while for a spokesperson for my establishment, and I think you would be absolutely perfect. If you are interested, I will gladly fly you down to Florida, all expenses paid. Feel free to reach out to me anytime at 561-555-SUSH. <laughs> I look forward to hearing from you. Sincerely, Mitch Felton. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Will you stop? Oh, wet suits and sushi, brother. Oh, Nelly. That is disgusting. All right, last one I'm reading, and I'm done with this crap. Hold on a second. First day of my new hand. Hang on. All right, here we go. This one's not to me. Here we go. Dear Mr. Tebow, Tim Tebow is talking about, I am a big Mets fan. The fact that you joined our team is a blessing. First of all, he's not on the actual Mets. He's on an instructional minus A Jones instructional league. Instructional league, right? Yeah, I just said that four times. Okay, back to the beginning. Dear Mr. Tebow, I am a big Mets fan. The fact that... Uh, the fact that join the fact that joined my team. What is this? The fact you joined my team. Oh, what the f is going on? The fact that joined our team. You understand? Who is typing this crap? Dude, I'm not joking. I'm gonna read it exactly the way it says it instead of editorial Jones here. I am a big Mets fan. The fact that joined our team is a blessing. That's what this says. This letter might be a hoax. Someone's really excited about this. Tebow joining Mets. <laughs> Slamming bods and beyond. Uh, uh, it, dude, the next sentence is butchered up too. Oh my god, I need to get a new staff. 
Let me start this thing. Listen, folks, I'm going to read it exactly the way this Emma effort is written. Okay. I am a big mess fan. The captain's in tears over there, by the way. That's going to tell you. See, actually, I it. <laughs> uh, Yeah, it's great because you don't have to read it. You're going to miss this. Maybe. Um, I'll start sending letters in myself. Yeah. How's that? I have a feeling you might have did that already, but I digress. I am a big mess fan. This is butchered up. The fact, the fact that joined our team is a blessing. Okay, era one. I, you, already the greatest. This is what it says. No, I'm not kidding you. I, you, already the greatest player to don the Mets uniform. Okay, he or she means you are the best. What the F? I look forward to watching you lift our team to greatness that has evaded us for the last 30 years. Sincerely, Lewis Brownstool. Okay, <laughs> so there you have it. Oh, yeah. Um, wow. Lost mail. Lost mail, ladies and gentlemen. It never works out well, but it's there. It's always there. And it might go away one day soon. I'm just telling you that right now. Dude, really, can someone just type the crap the right way and and just so I don't have to, you know, read it like I'm reading a bonics? Hey, uh, Janela Joe in Akron, Ohio, you're on the Taz Show. Good gimmick, Taz. (laughs) Yes. What's going on, big Janela Joe? How are you, buddy? Oh, I'm doing just fine. I gotta let you know, I uh, <clears throat> I ended up striking out. I went to all the uh, uh, pincushion peep stores and uh, all the uh, uh, what is it now? I just take your time. Take your time. Take your time. Yeah, I was on hold for an hour and I had it, but oh, you know, well, take uh, your time. No problem. I'm not I, 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 Jandler, Jandler Joe, I can put you back on hold if you want to think about it. No. Nope. Uh, well, I got an interview in about ten minutes here, so I oh. just uh, yeah, I was wondering if. Uh, I can have a little bit of motivation to rock this interview. Well, what type of a maybe I should be part of this interview? You could put me on speaker. But what what type of a uh, job are we looking for here? We, we're leaving the janitor world, or we're staying in the, in that dirty, infested world? What are we doing? Uh, going with the latter here, staying within that dirty, infested world. Okay, and moving up to a university level. Oh, you went from the job of high school to the big college. Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. There's more toilet bowls to clean, which means more income for Janela Joe. Right. That's what this means. That's what it means, yeah. Is it a big football school, like a big, a big college, or Slunker Jones? What do we got here? Uh, it's a pretty good wrestling school, and uh, they got a pretty good uh, uh, football team as well. Uh, let's say they go up in a flash. Uh, oh, wow. I know what the program is talking about. I will not say it. But I will tell you this much. Um, uh, don't. Don't f this up, dude. This is a good opportunity for you. It's a big. That's a big school. No, so you got to go in there. You got to kiss ass. That's what you got to do. You got to do what I'm trying to find here on my staff are people that can absolutely kiss ass, and that's what you should do. You should explain. Obviously, you should be wearing a school. You should be wearing a singlet actually from the wrestling team. Uh, you should be wearing their singlet. And bring a Tasho sign. Absolutely. Well, that's a good point, Captain. Thank you. He makes a very good point. But you should be wearing a singlet. Hopefully you're wearing one um, for the school colors. And maybe wearing a baseball cap of that university. And there's a good chance that you shouldn't have showered or used deodorant. Because you want to go in there smelling kind of assy. Because, well, because this is why. Janitors work around, as you know, urine and feces. And it's disgusting at times. So you, you want to show them you're okay with that odor on your body, you know? Okay. Yeah. So uh, maybe you could roll around in a mud pile somewhere before you go in that meeting and go grab, dirt in my ass grab a singlet or something like that. And, and and I hope you're the best, Chandler Joe. I like your chances, brother. Keep us posted. Thanks for calling. By God, I think he's going to get it. I'm telling you right now. 
I think so, too. All right, look, before we go to break, as we go into break, we're going to do something a little different. We've done this back in the day, way back. I want you guys to hear it again. We've got a little audio to play for you guys. Uh, uh, it's actually my man, the, the great Johnny Brennan of the Jerky Boys. Okay, who sent this to us now? This was a uh, great fan of the show. Guy's name is Dave. His Twitter handle is at Hulk Smash Face. Yeah, man, he kind of disappeared. Yeah, I haven't heard from him in a while. Yeah, but it happens a lot with the Taz show. We have fans that uh, that I've had them that just love the show, and then all of a sudden they're just gone, and then I can't find them anymore. Huh. Wow, negative city. But uh, <laughs> man, what a downer! I know it's like really sad. City Jones, like what's, I mean, what? They just disappear. That happens. We've had a lot of them. We've had a lot of them. Hulk, I remember this guy. Where is he? If you're listening, call. We're worried. No, don't call. I'm busy. But that's nice. I'll send a tweet out later. <laughs> anyway, so we're gonna go to break. We're gonna play this video. Thank you to Dave for it's sending audio, this. not video. Hey, listen, listen, please, sir. I know you're quitting the job here. Lose your attitude, okay? Just lose it. Stop. Just please stop it. Okay, don't, don't give me an attitude. Would you say this now? It's what? It's audio. No one cares. Okay, here you go. We'll take you to break. Look. Oh, oh boy. Oh, oh, yes, hi. This is Saul. Saul Rosenberg. Yes. Saul, damn you. Saul, yes. Is is this Taz I'm speaking with from the Taz show? Oh, my word. Oh, God. God and baby Jesus, I'm so excited right now. I just almost had a terrible fall right there before I took the microphone. I, I, I almost had a terrible tumble. But anyway, I haven't been this excited since the time my friend Frank Rizzo took me out behind the back of the Brill Building, you know, and we tried to talk about the Hucklebuck, and I made him very, very angry by saying Brett Weir had nothing to do with the Hucklebuck. So what does he do? Good old Frank punches me in the mouth. And then shoves me down the damn stairs. And I was like, boop, 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 all the way down the stairs. And then my damn shoes fell off. I was laying in a puddle of my own blood and piss. He always beats me like that. You got to get me better glasses. Because I don't see so good with these glasses. These damn things. Then we can go find Frank Rizzo ourselves. And stuck him in, we'll stick him into a giant Civil War cannon. And, and then we'll blow his ass all the way to Block Island with the rest of those jobbers. Well, it's very exciting, and I hope one day we can celebrate this together with a bottle of red and a bottle of white. The last time I celebrated like that was with my friend Jack Torse. We had a bottle of red and a bottle of white. Next thing I know, I wake up from my drunken stupor and the most awful pain. Oh, my ass was killing me. Oh, boy. I had to go down to Walgreens and get some cream and some bombs and ligaments and whatnot. Oh, Oh, boy. I don't even want to look down there. I think old Jack was poking me with sticks or something. I don't even know. Oh, boy. Maybe jagging me with a stick. Well, anyway, that puts a whole different paint job on things. Anyway, Taz, I just wanted to congratulate you on the Taz show. It's real fancy with the knobs and buttons and whatnot. And, you know, you even have live video. I get to see you yell and scream at people in hot HD every single day. That HD is something, isn't it? Oh, boy. Well, anyway, I hope the show continues to succeed for many years to come, Taz. You know, as Frank would say, I'll see you a little later there, Nitz. You know, Frank says it like that. I don't, I, you know, I don't do it that good. Oh, okay. Bye. Thank you. Uh, we're going to break the great Johnny Brennan right there. We'll be right back. Welcome to Play It, a new podcast network featuring radio and TV personalities talking business, sports, tech, entertainment, and more. Play it at play.it. 
Yeah, one hour down, one hour to go. Taz Show Friday edition right here. Uh, we got Mike Quackenbush coming a little bit. Vita Scott could be on the show from Chicago Pro Wrestling. The Mike Quackenbush, yeah. I couldn't help but notice during the break, I went to the men's room and uh, came out, made sure I did not wash my hands, and I grabbed uh, a munchkin. Uh, well, not in the bathroom, I mean, I grabbed a munchkin in, you know, in the box that I put the catering. Did you take the munchies into the bathroom with you? No, no. <laughs> I did not wash my hands, and then I just rubbed my hand all over the box of donuts. That's what I do. So anyway, uh, what happens is I look at the box of catering, munchkins, and I couldn't help but notice that no one eats them anymore here on the team. Like, it's like there's just like full box Jones. Like, it's like, what what happened? Like, what? what why? Why? Are the, I don't know what's going on, on the team. Obviously, the captain quit the show. So, um, I guess no one wants much because then, well, you killed the mood of, the, of everything, the catering and everything. It's all my fault. Probably, yeah. I don't normally eat that, Cap, as you know. I don't normally eat the munchkins, right? I usually bring them, and I bring, like, gourmet food for myself. You bring sushi. I bring sushi from for the me. Wetsuit yes, place. exactly, from the wetsuit place. And, but I had to have two munchkins today because, and you saw my reaction when I got here early this morning. I did not, and I realized my vitamin gimmick. The box oh, was empty. That's right? right. And I flipped out. I, you know, I did not fill today, Friday. I have the little canister gimmick. There was nothing in it. And I'm shaking. There's nothing in it. And he just started laughing. He thought it was funny. I have no energy. I'm flat Jones. So if I'm a little, you know, if you're shooting later and say, oh, Ted, what was wrong today? Were you okay? Did your foot fall off? But did, did you did, did you have like pus come out of your ear, like your brain juice, because you're not feeling well? Like what's going on now? No, I just didn't have my vitamins. Real medical questions, right there. Yeah, I get that on the Twitter. You know, happens all the time. So anyway, that's the deal on that. Uh, also, uh, like I said, we're gonna do uh, fourth quarter. We'll in about thirty minutes. We will do the um, Facebook Live and interact with some of the people out there. Did you uh, want to talk about Hump Day promos real quick? Why? We. Mentioned during break, someone was tweeting asking if we're going to let a topic. Oh yeah, out. who was that? Was I think it? it was Bad Money Slim. Oh, the Bad Money Slim was tweeting. Yes, what was he asking? He was asking like, "What's going to announce a new topic?" Yeah, no, uh, we're not. Um, because right now we're going to. I gotta. There's a lot of stuff going on with the show. Good stuff, all positive stuff, not negative stuff. So, I'm trying to next month would not. I, I don't see well coming into October, right? So I don't. I don't. I strongly doubt we're going to do Hump Day promos in October, maybe even November. I want to I want to keep it the way it is monthly, but I know there's some talks. We're having talks with CBS with some other stuff that's going on creatively in the show. There's a lot of elements again, all positive stuff. I got to figure that out. Please don't don't come at me with oh what the f you know what well, update promos is gone now what it, stop because just I don't want to hear it. I, I really don't want to hear it. Please and Bad Money Slim wouldn't do that, and a lot of the really you know cool usual sp- suspects they won't do that. They get it. I, I, you know, it's just like, sorry guys, you know, I just can't, some things I, I got to kind of restructure the show when I talk with my bosses, we have meetings from a creative standpoint, what works, what doesn't work, what, what we need, what's, what's kind of overstayed its welcome, what didn't, you know, I think we need a poll. Yes. I'm not sure if the last one's finished yet. Oh, where, where, oh, the poll's about you, so you want to talk about it. I understand. Agenda, <laughs> jo- agenda, agenda Jones. Slamming bods and beyond. So, okay, talk about the poll. You want to talk about the poll? You wa- I know you want to talk about it because it's about you. As of right now, 28 minutes left, still a tie. And tell us the people. Right now, uh, George and Kramer. 
All right, 29%. I have a question. Sir. Yes. I have a question. How are you going to go and be a successful host of your own show? That's not what I'm doing. Oh, yes, <laughs> yes, you are. Let's be honest. Okay, how are you going to go do that when you assume that everyone is listening to the whole show? They're right? going to have to download the podcast. No, no, no. Yes. You have to assume they don't hear what you're saying. Table set in Jones always. Vince McMahon would fire you on the spot. Do you realize that? I don't think I'd ever apply for a job there. <laughs> I, I, yes, you are correct. I don't blame you for that. But I'm just telling you, don't you understand that I'm beaten into submission by that man? He's, I'm like, uh, uh, it's just battered announcer syndrome. I just, uh, you know, I, you gotta set the table for me, bro. It's the guy. I hear him in my head. Set the table. Come on, damn it. Set the table. I will fire you. Oh, I'm sorry, Fitz. Video Brian talks to me like that. <laughs> so, for those that are... Okay, I'm going to assume they haven't even been listening yesterday either. How's they just that? they just turned the show on right, right now. now. Just now. Just boom. They never heard boom. the show in their life. That happens. <laughs> it happens, dude. It happens. I will be leaving the show soon. Oh, come on. Really? Yes. We put up a poll yesterday at Taz Show Live. Wait, wait. You said you're leaving the show soon. When are you leaving, bro? You're leaving like now. It's soon. It was just like you're leaving. Soon. Oh, oh, wow, that Shoot. hurt. Oh, that was hurtful. <laughs> I didn't notice. Now this, we, we heard he's leaving the show. Now the S-O-O-N is involved. Ooh. We've used soon really? the whole time, yeah. Oh, wow. The day I first announced it, we used that word. Wow. Well, One more word, and I'm hanging up on you. Okay, so what's with the poll? The poll is worded as, me leaving the Taz show is the equivalent of blank leaving Seinfeld. The choices are George, Kramer, Newman, and Bob Sacamano. <laughs> <laughs> and there's a tie between George, George and, and Kramer. Kramer. Is Bob Sacramento still in the running? Still in second place. Are we getting closer to 1,000 people voting on this thing? Uh, there's a few more since last time. So since the show started, three people voted. About. Awesome. I think about seven. It's <laughs> awesome. Hey, uh, Ronnie from Virginia on the Taz Show. Sugar Daddy. Yeah, what's going on? What's up, big guy? Nothing much. Ahoy there, Captain. Ahoy. What's going on, man? Oh, man, man, up all night, you know, sick, you know, I you know, oh. got my throat down to my ass, Nick. What happened? Uh, you got a little cold? What do you got, a little fever? What's going on there, buddy? Yeah, well, I guess a little, a little cold, you know, I, I had the chills all night, and let me tell you, man, they're multiplying, and I was losing control a little bit. Oh, come on. That's Catch a, the drift. Yeah, I know the song. But listen, what you what you need to do, what you need to do, Olivia Newton-John and John Travolta, what you need to do, <laughs> I know, I get the song, you need to get a like a bottle of Jack or get a bottle of Southern Comfort. And just put it in a microwave, warm it up, because it won't, you won't taste the strength of the alcohol, and guzzle three tall glasses of that. You'll feel fine. Oh, I've been drinking banana juice and hot dog water all morning. What the hell? <laughs> oh, jeez. Jeez, oh, all right, banana juice. I've heard that in a while. Well, what's going on, buddy? <laughs> um, I wanted to uh, talk about uh, JR had Chavo Guerrero on his podcast yes. uh, last week. Okay, cool. And uh, was awesome. I, I love him. Yeah, he's, he's great. He's the greatest. Yep, yep. Um, he, uh, he talked about how, you know, he works behind the scenes with, you know, the Mexican wrestlers, you know, and just how to, how to, you know, look at the camera and, you know, how to, how to, how to work America style, wow. and, uh, which I think is awesome. But one thing that caught my attention was that how he said that Matt Stryker and Vampiro, when they announce the show, they do it there live. Right. What I wanted to ask you is that, is that like an El Rey network or Big Dick Johnson telling them to do that? Or is that a... That is that their decision? Because, you know, we all know Matt Stryker can do it phenomenally. But, I mean, Vampiro, I mean, he was rescued the rest of his whole career. So it's a little, yeah. it's a little, it's crazy that he's, that he can just 
I do that live on the spot and be great at it. Um, yeah, look, I, I think that, um, uh, by the way, I believe Vampiro's going to be on the show here soon, correct, Captain? In a couple of weeks. A couple of weeks. Yeah, that Vamp- is awesome. Yeah, he'll be on the show via the Skype. So, um, yeah, so here's the deal. Um, it's a great question on your part, but check it out. When you even do it, um, when you do commentary, play-by-play or color, in a, in a sound booth, you have to do it as you're live. You have to do it where you try your best not to have any stop-downs where you make a mistake. But to answer your question, you'd rather, even if you're a newer, I would assume, a newer a wrestler that's not wrestling anymore, that's a newer color commentator, you'd rather do it live because... It, you can react to it better and be more organic, and it's not like you don't have to memorize nothing and you're not watching. You don't know what's going to happen. And most pro wrestlers are pretty spontaneous, and may, a lot of them can be witty enough verbally, and their brain works quick enough to say something when they see something. Obviously, Vampiro can do that. So I don't, I don't, um, I'm not surprised that they do that live. To, that they, it, it's called live to tape. That's what they're doing. Okay, that's what uh-huh. that's technically okay. called. I don't know. I don't know if Chavo realizes that because he's never really been an announcer. But it's called live to tape. So that's how they're uh, announcing that, and that's how like Michael Cole and I did SmackDown forever. Okay, that's how TNA does it. When they're not live, they're, they're oh. announced are doing it live to tape. Or Ring of Honor. When their TV show's not live, those guys are there. Now, I'll teach you this much, okay? Um, there are pickup lines, wild lines as we call them, that a lot of times you'll have to do in a studio, maybe three, four, or five days later after the taping, because there was a video edit, and now you got to match the audio with the video. Does that make sense? That actually does make a lot of sense. So that happens a lot. So I don't now. I know, like I'll give you a little behind the scenes, Jones. Like uh, for example, like with TNA, okay? Because uh, and thank you for calling, Ronnie. I appreciate it. So with TNA, I lived in New York, and Mike Tanay lived in Las Vegas. <clears throat> so at times, if there was different chunks of times with TNA where Mike and I would call it live to tape, and then we'd have to do a pickup line maybe three or four days later. And uh, we had audio equipment in each of our homes, New York, Vegas, respectively. And the producer would email us and say, hey, I need four or five lines to make the video connect here. I had Taz, I need these three lines. And he'd email Mike, Mike, I need these four lines. And then we would do it. And then they would, they would mix the audio and make it work. And Cap, you could speak from, I know you never mixed wrestling, but that's different tracks, right? That's how oh, yeah, go. definitely. It sounds like it'd be a fun thing to do, though. Yeah, yeah. It, I guess, but you got to see the key is like you got to match. Like I talked about the other day about with that lower third on NXT with Corey Graves. Like from an announcing standpoint, you have to put yourself in that arena in that moment because your voice, your inflection, needs to match. <clears throat> so, um, so let's say they said to me, "All right, Taz, we got to make the video match here." There's three emails, these three lines. Creatively, uh, one of the lines is uh, hypothetically. I don't know. Uh, wow, what a great suplex by Kurt Angle. Okay, so that's the line, Taz, we took out of the Impact show. Uh, can you redo that line for us and give us three different versions? No problem. Wow, what a great suplex by Kurt Angle. Wow, what a great suplex by Kurt Angle. Whoa, what a great suplex by Angle. So now they could take that audio because I know my inflection that I normally would do during a wrestling broadcast. And I know the inflections there and the change of words changes the sound, right? Oh, definitely. I mean, to me, it sounds like taking separate takes of a vocal line in it's, a song. There you go. Perfect. Same thing, right? Yeah. So, and Mike today would do the same on his end. So that's how it's really done. The pickup lines, or as we would call, wild lines. And um, 
now, when Mike Today and I were calling it in the studio, because there were times in TNA where we stopped calling it live to tape, and we would do like three, four weeks of TV, so they didn't want us to voice the third week because nothing's topical. We don't know what's going to happen. So then we'd have to go to Nashville together as a team in the studio, sit down, and call the show. Uh, then, then it's easy. You, you, it's just like calling it in your in the arena for me. But we both had a lot of experience. Um, now, when I backtrack though, when I was in WWE, and I was calling SmackDown, so Michael Cole and I, what we used to do, for those that don't know, we call the show live to tape on Tuesdays. This is when SmackDown used to air on Thursdays. So they had a two day turnaround time. But they had to get the show to WOR. Um, like on Wednesday late nights, I think it was. No, early morning Thursdays. I can't remember. There wasn't a lot of time to edit and, and VO the show. Uh, uh, not VO the show, Wildline the show from an announcer perspective. But there was a lot of, a lot of editing on SmackDown. A lot of it, to, when SmackDown used to, the way SmackDown used to be done is they would just put the matches out there and the in-ring promo segments and all the other stuff that you saw in the show didn't happen or we didn't see yet, the announcers. Backstage stuff, um... Any video packaging. We didn't see any of it. It wasn't done. They would just put the live elements for the show on the show for the live house, tape it, and then Michael Cole and I would fly back on Vince McMahon, the WWE jet, into New York that night, Tuesday night, and go to the studio early Wednesday morning, <clears throat> and the tapes of the show were there uh, on the plane with us, and a production assistant would come with us and... You know, Vince was on a plane, Stephanie, Triple H, Kevin Dunn, all the powers that be, the writing team, including including the announcers, uh, Cole and I. And then go into, uh, you know, Stanford, Connecticut, and now they would start the editing process. All right, we got to add, that from a video perspective, this had nothing to do with me. Um, all right, Taz, you and Cole can go to your respective homes. At the time, Michael Cole did not live in Texas, he lived in New Jersey, and I lived on Long Island. <clears throat> so we would get to, they would get us back from whatever town on the plane, middle of the night, so we can go home, sleep a few hours, and then by like, you know, whatever, 2 p.m. on Wednesday, <clears throat> we had to head into Connecticut. They would they would tell us, they would call us, um, call us or email us, <clears throat> hey guys, come on in now, uh, we'll be ready to use you guys for the VO because the video is almost done. And then we would get there, sometimes, we, we, you know, we'd get there and have to wait a couple hours because it really wasn't done, they wanted us there, but um, we would go in the announce booth, and have to react to pre-taped video packages of the talent or, or actually full packages of a storyline. That was all done uh, at in Stanford, Connecticut at the studio. But the calling of the actual wrestling matches were done on the road. So let's say, you know, SmackDown the night before was in Indianapolis. So we would call all the matches and, and the in-ring segments there. Any elements of the show that were on in the live house... Cole and I would call right there. And that was very rarely redone in post-production. In post-production, it was all the backstage bits, you know, pre-tapes as we call them, and the video packaging, and any reaction that Kevin Dunn uh, and Vince would want us to have. So uh, usually on those Wednesdays, we, we wouldn't meet with Vince. We, we'd have a quick meeting with Kevin Dunn or one of the lead producers uh, or Kevin maybe be on a conference, <clears throat> you know, speakerphone with us while we were in Stanford, maybe he's home or whatever, because uh, a lot of times we didn't stop VOing until nighttime. You know, we'd get there early, but we'd be there all day. Um, and that's how I learned a ton about, like, a lot about production and just everything, just everything about production, the whole nine. You know, I just learned a whole bunch there 
being around all those talented people behind the scenes. But so hopefully I gave you enough. I think I gave you a lot of insight to how there's a lot there. Yeah. <laughs> and there's more. I can go on forever about it. Um, so, by the way, side note, Jones, I'm watching this thing on TV right now. Cap, we talk, We were going to talk about this. I know you had some information about this golf gimmick. Give me the logistics of this, and I'll give you my reaction. This was uh, Rory McIlroy at the Ryder Cup. He uh, got heckled after missing what I guess most people think was a relatively simple putt. Right. So he turned where around. Where was this? Where, where, where was this at? This is the Ryder Cup tournament. I'm where not was 100% that? sure where. Ryder, Texas? Where was that? Probably. <laughs> we'll go with that. Spit up on myself. <laughs> so I'm spitting all over the place. Say it. Don't spray it, jerk. That's me. And what happened now? Now, he got heckled by a U.S. fan yeah. for missing that putt. So McElroy turned around and challenged the fan and said, why did, if you think you're so good, why don't you try it? That is tremendous. And the fan came out and made the putt. And, and popped like he won the World <laughs> Series. He went crazy, the guy. That's funny. I was home watching the news, and I was running around and stuff, and, and my wife was doing stuff, and we had the TV on one of the TVs. We have TVs all over the house. Got you know? walls and walls. Of giant them, right? TVs, like movie screens. So uh, you see golf gimmick. My wife's like, oh, look at this golf. He's wearing jeans. I'm like, yeah, because you don't normally see golfers wear dungarees as they it's would taking be called. It's taking place in Minnesota. Okay. Well, they all wear jeans there. We know that. That's a big dungaree company there, country there. So, yeah, uh, the guy's wearing jeans. My wife says, yeah, yeah he's wearing, wearing jeans. I go, yeah, you're right. Look at that. And sure enough, it's because he wasn't a, uh, a professional golfer, but was he not? That's the question. So, to me, this proves to me, work City Jones, this was all a work. This was to make golf popular again because no one cares about golf. And now we're talking about it. It was a work. By God, I'm telling you. Not an interview with a guy in ESPN and he's wearing a Twins hat. What a work. Give me a break. Slamming bods and beyond. I think I'm stupid. I can smell a work anytime I see it. And, he, and he, yeah, and he makes the putt. Got a great pop, too. It was probably like a, a eight, a seven-foot putt. And he just went crazy. He put it right in the face of Roy McElroy. Oh, he just shoot him in the nuts. Well, look at that. No, I'm kidding. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, they were all, all the guys in ESPN lying and laughing. Ha, ha, it was great. Yeah, no, nah, not here. Not in the test show. I tell you the truth. Work. Publicity stunt Jones. And that's why you're not going to make it into the PGA Hall of Fame. Damn right. I don't want to be in that Hall of Fame either. How about that? Hey, uh, John of Bridgeport, Connecticut, that is. You're on the Taz Show. Good morning, gentlemen. How are you? What's going on, boss? First off, uh, Captain, uh, I'm definitely going to miss you, bud. Uh, I'm going to miss hearing, hearing your uh, your jokes and everything every single morning. I really uh, wish you the best. Thank you. You sound really excited about that, too, John. Just want to let you know that. <laughs> <laughs> What's going on, buddy? He by, he, by the way, he has no jokes, the captain. He has no jokes. He, he he works his way around. It's good. It's all good. <laughs> no. Um, What's going on, bud? <laughs> um, well, I just wanted to get your opinion on uh, I had a little bit of fantasy booking uh, going in Survivor Series. Um, as one of the callers said a couple of weeks ago, that he believes that Mick Foley was only GM uh, just to kind of promote Holy Foley, and it seems obviously that we're going to get a separation between uh, Stephanie and Triple H and McFoley down the road. So I'm thinking towards Survivor Series, I'm thinking it's going to be Team Authority versus Team uh, Team Foley, and uh, it'd be winner takes over Raw. So I was thinking it could be something like with uh, Seth Rollins, the New Day and Roman Reigns takes on uh, Kevin Owens, uh, Rusev, uh, the club. Wait, just back up a little bit. So you're saying, you're saying Ste- so Mick and Stephanie oppose, right? So opposition. Yeah. And you're saying Mick with who now? 
Uh, Mick would go with uh, Seth, uh, right. maybe Roman, and then uh, the New Day, and then Triple H would obviously go with uh, or Seth and Triple H would go with Owens, uh, maybe Rusev, uh, Gallows and Anderson, and then maybe debut one of the guys from NXT like a Samoa Joe or Austin and Aries to uh, kind of be his like NXT. Uh, it's not a bad. It's not a not a bad idea. I mean, they definitely there's the opportunity to do something like you're saying. Because of where they're kind of painting the whole, you know what I mean? Like they're doing what they're doing with Stephanie and, um, you know, and Mick, especially this past week. We saw like Mick was very like subservient to her. Like she just kind of like punked him out, embarrassed him and all this kind of stuff. And uh, and Mick was like, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, you know, don't fire me, whatever the heck he said. They definitely could go that or they could go traditional, you know, SmackDown versus Raw, which they might do that too. They could do both. Uh, I think you make a good point. For sure, John. Thank you for calling, buddy. I think you make a good point, and that's definitely a possibility of that. It's not a bad idea. I mean... That'd be fun to watch. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I think you would do... Like, he was saying Mick. I think he made a mistake because he said Mick. He said Seth with Mick, and then he said later on Seth with Triple H. I should have asked him. I think he made a mistake. He, he doesn't mean Seth with Triple H. That yeah, that would make sense. That's the angle, yeah. <clears throat> so, yeah, they could do something like that. I think it'd be pretty cool, I guess. But, you know, the only problem... Not that it's a problem because they already passed this. You know, when they first did this brand story, remember, man, they, they said, ah, oh, it's not going to be about the authority figures, the GMs and all that. It's going to be about the talent. Well, they said that more about SmackDown, but, I mean, God, it just, it was, it's been a lot about that, you know? And I just, you know how I am about that, guys. I believe in put the time into the talent. Believe and have the confidence in your wrestlers, the guys that are bumping uh, and the girls that are bumping and that are on house shows you know, and, and that are developing their stardom and, and they're the ones that are putting their bodies out there. You know, put the time, the TV time into them. At the end of the day, that's where the money is in the talent. Okay, the wrestlers, not 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 the authority figures. And I think Mick Foley would be the first one to tell you that. He knows that. Sure, it's good cross promotion for them because Holy Foley, uh, I think that's his show. Is his is that's a WWE gimmick? So why wouldn't they have, you know, Mick on there a lot to just always to get over the the show? That's that's great business for Mick. He's 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 very fortunate to get that opportunity. Good for him. I'm happy for him. He's earned it. You know, I got no no problem with that. I mean, anything Mick gets, I'm happy for him. That's a fact. All right, so look, in a little while in the next segment, we're going to break here in a second, too. We're going to be uh, live on Facebook, Facebook Live, at facebook.com slash the Taz Show. As I told you guys, uh, soon uh, you won't they'll you won't have to do the Facebook Live gimmick. We're, we're going to end up, you're going to have the opportunity to communicate with each other and with us here on the show. Uh, at TazShow.com and be able to watch the whole Taz Show while you're communicating uh, if you can't call from work or on, you're in school or whatever. So we're going to go to break. Other side of break, we're going to come up with the with the Jones gimmick, the top 100 Jones thing that Lean Mean put together, that video, and Mike Quackenbush from Chikara. Okay, a very busy fourth quarter city on this Friday edition of Taz Show. We'll be right back. Welcome to Play It, a new podcast network featuring radio and TV personalities talking business, sports, tech, entertainment, and more. Play it at play.it. What's with the Jones? How do you explain what the Jones is? It's just a jocularity, joking thing. Blah, 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 Jones. Something, it means nothing. It's just the stupidest thing in the world, but it's, it lives on. And it's, it's, it's only getting over more and more. Jones is Jones. They get it. I'm Content Jones. Well, I'm not Lefty. I'm Righty Jones. You're being High Road Jones here. Look, I might want to go different route Jones here. Low Road Jones. Instead, we're going to go to Work City Jones. Apex Jones? Where am I going? Right across the street, Jones. Lowlander Jones. Country Mile Jones. Journeyman Jones. That's a hashtag. <laughs> 
Friday edition, Jones. Giddy Jones. That's your name Giddy on Friday. Your new name is Giddy Jones. I'm going to be Mark Jones. Mark Jones. That's me. Fancy Mark Jones. That's <laughs> 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 that Jones. <laughs> Captain is now known as All Balls Jones. Johnny, you want to play One Ball Jones? Yeah, all right, man. all right. There no you go. So Jones. we'll play the rest of that later on. We had a little video glitch going on there. We good, Cap? We right? We're just falling apart. What's going on here? I don't know what the hell's going on. We'll figure it out. The, yeah, a little uh, video glitch. It, it froze. Okay. On, well, so. guess what? You're fired. Okay, after the show, you're done. You're done. Thanks for coming. I actually quitting anyway. So yeah, don't I matter. I already gave my notice. <laughs> gave you notice. You don't give a rat's ass. <laughs> Go away, Jones. It don't matter. Yeah. So uh, we'll try to play the rest of that at the end of the show. Uh, if not, you can check it out. It's on my Twitter account or uh, on uh, TazTube Jones on my YouTube channel. I have a plethora of uh, social media accounts. I'm over like Rover. And speaking of over like Rover, I'd like to welcome my very special guest via the Skype, and that's the director of fun, Mike Quackenbush of Chikara. What's up, Big Mike? Good morning. Thanks for having me on. Oh, man, appreciate it. So I was reading some of your tweets earlier while I was uh, show prepping, and I'm very busy, and I multitask, Big Mike. And I noticed you said you wanted to talk about Paul Volans. The floor, <laughs> the floor is yours. <laughs> That's so much my era of ECW when it really captured my imagination and what you guys were doing was unlike everybody else. And that really sticks out to me as something that seemed really, really risky and foreshadowed where wrestling was going years before it happened. So if the Paul Volans gimmicks is to you, it's like what sticks out to you on ECW to Mike, we got a problem. So... <laughs> 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 no, oh, man. I'm joking. I'll tell you what, though, about that angle, like when we did it, I was all ad lib. So when I was telling him to get in the ring and security was holding back, like before we did the match thing and all, that actually was a lot of heat in that building. So it's funny, when you, when I read your tweet, I thought about that. And I'm mm. thinking, what am I going to do if this big son of a bitch actually gets in the ring? I've got my hands full, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, he's huge, you know what I mean? So what's yeah. up, Mike? Look, man, I'm a fan. We ran some video. Um, Yesterday, uh, that you were so nice, your team put together of Chikara to show my audience. Maybe some didn't know of your stuff, but a lot of them are fans of of your brand. So I want to I want to give some uh, an opportunity to you to talk about it. I'm a fan of it. I love it. I know uh, one of my good friends, Joey Styles. Oh my God! He's heavily involved now with you guys, which I think is a great marriage. Talk about it, man. Explain it because it's different than everything else. Yeah, it is a little bit of a different flavor of wrestling than what you probably see with WWE or even TNA, Ring of Honor, the other fairly mainstream organizations. The best analogy I could give you is it's like a comic book come to life. Uh, the sequential storytelling, really vibrant characters, heroes and villains. Uh, it, there are a lot of analogies, a lot of points of intersection with what you're going to see in comic books. And there was a time when superhero culture at large was very niche it was very off to the side i grew up as a comic book fan so i know how marginalized it was but now superhero culture is ubiquitous it's all the biggest blockbusters at the movie theater um it's everywhere you can't walk down the street and not see everybody wearing superhero logo t-shirts so i think we're really right now we're in a very good space at a very good time for the flavor of wrestling we're trying to make yeah, it's, it's excellent. And not only that, besides uh, your niche audience and what you guys do and how it is different, how you're captivating that comic book fan. And it's also, it's got, I said yesterday on my show here, it also has a, um, hmm, a Japanese feel, different than Japanese strong style, but yet 
you're not prostituting the work rate of the wrestlers. All your talent is a very, very good workers, which I think is very important. Because you know as well as I, bro, because you've been in the business a long time, and as a guy who was a former wrestler like yourself, you know that you can't prostitute the in-ring product also, correct? Right. That's got to hold up because that's the first thing that's going to meet the fans' eyes. You can win them over later with your great storytelling, fun characters, all that stuff. But the wrestling has to hold up first and foremost. And you guys do that. Now, so bring me, like, in your mind and when you created this. And, again, about back to the Japanese thing, there's, there's, there is that feel, right? It's kind of mm-hmm. got that Japanese feel. But different than you would see, uh, maybe a bad example because it's nothing like what you guys do, but, like, uh, Pancraze back in there, that shoot fight feel, which galvanized strong style with Japanese pro wrestling. Where, But a lot of folks maybe here in America or in North, North America don't realize in Japan there is kind of these weird, like, uh, I don't know what the word is, help me, like the entertainment of it, that niche type of, like you said, comic book type of yeah. gimmick. What is it? Right. There, there's so many different flavors, right? New Japan is not Michinoku Pro, is not FMW, is not Battle Arts, is not Pancrase, like you said. And... I think that's a little more acceptable in Japan and less so here in the United States. We all kind of labor uh, under this pretense that to the vast majority of people, the WWE is the only flavor wrestling there is. They they couldn't name another wrestling organization if they tried most so self-professed wrestling fans. The Japanese influence you see us possessed of at Chikara is definitely from Michinoku Pro. They were very much the inspiration for it. And they had that hot period, 93 through 97, really not long after they appeared with ECW at the barely legal pay-per-view when they got raided for talent by the WWF, and then a year or so later, there was an exodus of talent to form Osaka Pro. That kind of signals the end of their golden era. But they had a great hybrid of international styles plus colorful characters. They could still make you laugh, and the action never suffered for it. Right, well, definitely. And and I remember Michinoku Pro very well. And I remember, because they were in my prime, I remember they were hot as hell. And yeah. a lot of the boys were working for them, and for sure. Uh, so, okay, that's interesting. And that now it makes sense that you were inspired by them. There was another, uh, Mike, help me out. There was another company in Japan that was, they were using a lot of bigger Americans. It's not, not all Japan. I mean, it was more, they did a lot of gimmicky type of stuff, comedy stuff. And I'm drawing a blank. It wasn't Michinoku Pro. I well, just, before Michinoku, there was Universal that Ham, Grand Hamada ran. No, after, then, after Michinoku Pro, like a little bit after that. I remember the Dudleys worked there a few times. Are you thinking of Hustle? Hustle. That's it. Thank you. Yeah, I yeah. can't remember the name. Yeah, Hustle. <laughs> they did a lot of that, a kind of more, some comedy and stuff and ha-ha type stuff, right? Yeah, they really tried to push the boundaries out of what could be done. Yeah. You know, at the end of their shows, they the whole roster would come out and take a bow together. Yeah, so Before, they like really a performance, were, like a big performance. Right, right, right. Yeah, right. They were definitely moving it in a in a fresh direction. Cool. So now, talk about what, what's going on. Like, where can people besides online? And obviously, you'll plug that. But your live events, how often you run, and what kind of houses you draw in? What's your goals? Explain all that. Sure. We, we do tour quite a bit. So upcoming, we're going to be in New England. We'll be in Massachusetts. Our season finale this year is in Chicago. We're regularly in Philadelphia. Our home base is Philly. Um, that's where our training facility, the Wrestle Factory, is located. And we put on kind of intimate style events, which are less like seeing you two at a giant arena and maybe more like watching Eric Clapton unplugged in a small theater. Got it. Um, 
And I, I do really like those intimate experiences. I like the opportunity to have very personal interactions with fans. We have to be able to offer something very different than the WWE's arena experience if we want to survive, because you can't compete with them in terms of production value, TV stars, all those other things that every other independent group is, is trying to mount. We have to differentiate ourselves. And that personal touch is one of the ways that we do it. We uh, Once a year, we tour Canada. We tour the U.K. And generally speaking, you're going to see us in smaller venues. You're going to see us in 500, 700 seaters. That's where you're going to find us. And um, But online is obviously the best way to stick your toe into the pool. You can... We post dozens of videos every week right on our YouTube channel. And hopefully that can start to indoctrinate somebody new because our culture is very different from WWE culture, very different from Ring of Honor culture. And not every wrestling group's culture might be for you. So we want to give opportunities to fans as much as possible to find out what we're about. That's great. That's awesome. And and uh, in a second, you'll talk about your website because I believe you do it, 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 a, a subscription model, correct? Which a lot of I think a lot mm-hmm. of smaller wrestling promotions are doing now. Which I got to tell you, man, uh, I think that's awesome. I, I'm a, I mean, look, because it's not sure WWE could spend ten bucks a month month and get all this stuff, but it's a lot of stuff you saw already. You know, mm-hmm. with, with things that like Chikara's doing, you're getting original programming every time you pay whatever your subscription is, and and I want you mm-hmm. to talk about that a little bit. So because I. I got a funny feeling a lot of my audience that maybe aren't too familiar with you when they see Chikara they're going to want to jump on that website. I hope so. Yeah, chikarapro.com is our main website and we do have a Netflixy type service called Chikaratopia. The first week of streaming is absolutely free and after that it's 7.99 a month to check it out to be on board with us. Uh, we're adding new content to it constantly from we're now in the 16th season. We kind of break our storytelling up into seasons like a television series might. It it helps us make for more concise and um Clearer defined storytelling, I think, when we break it up into seasons. We're seeing that. Um, let me interrupt you, Mike. We're seeing that, obviously, with Lucha Underground. They do a similar type of thing, I guess, right? Similar to that? Yeah, absolutely. Um, it was kind of flattering when I first saw them rolled out. I thought, I can see a lot of our influence in what, what it is that they're making. They're not afraid to push it like we did further into science fiction, further into fantasy. I think wrestling allows for all of that if you're willing to go there. Right. Yeah, no, it's, I'll tell you, as a as a wrestler, uh, as a wrestling broadcaster, all my history, and you know, I, I got to tell you, I am a fan. I don't want to say I'm a fan of anything pro wrestling because I'm not. Some things mm-hmm. are crass. Some things are um, not well-produced. Some things are, you know, sloppy, and and then you'll see talent that flat out just can't work. And then I'm turned off instantly because I feel like you're never going to get it once you do that. But uh, there's a, there are a lot of things in pro wrestling I'm a big fan of outside of the mainstream companies like the WWE's or the Ring of Honors, you know, or even the Lucha Underground's now with their TV penetration with this with El Rey, their partner, obviously. But stuff that you guys do. Um, I appreciate and I respect, and you said something earlier in here in this conversation that you and I have, and, and it reminded me of Paul Heyman, uh, because, you know, I remember, you know, WCW during the, the Nitro years and Monday Night Raw and that Attitude Era and the, the battles they were having, and if they were going left, Heyman would go right. Mm-hmm. If they started to come right, you know, they, we were doing all the hardcore stuff. Then they start doing hardcore, Heyman went the other way. And we're like, Paul, what are you doing? He's like, don't worry. We can't compete with them. They're coming our way. We're going to go another way. <laughs> and that's kind of, yeah. look, it's not, you, you know, sometimes you don't have to reinvent the wheel to have success. You just got to have your own slant on it. And obviously you're a highly creative guy. And uh, I've seen a lot of your talent work. They're all really good workers. 
entertaining as hell. I also think, and maybe you can talk a little about Joey Styles because Joey JoJo. I do like that connection that you guys are having with Joe. So talk about that a little bit, and I'm sure he's a big pain in the ass also. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, he's great. Joey's been nothing but great for us, uh, and that came through a great connection thanks to our friend Gabe Sapolsky who put, oh, put us in Gabe. touch with Joey. Oh, I love Gabe. I know Joey. Gabe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. From Evolve. Yes, yes, yeah. Yeah, he he did us a real solid putting us in touch with Joey Styles, and he's a great entry point for new people coming in because he's so good at giving it to you exactly as it meets his eyes. I hate when you listen to a wrestling commentator. And you know that they're lying to you. It can be as simple as saying, oh, we just kicked him right in the face when you saw he didn't hit him in the face. Um, in the age of 1080p, I don't think you can make those kinds of egregious mistakes anymore. And Joey Styles brings a certain integrity to the role that really helps people when you're having a tough time with other elements. Because we go right into science fiction. We go right into fantasy. We've had stories that involve time travel. We have uh, really outlandish stuff that... If there isn't somebody grounded in the narrative to help give you an entry point, it's just too difficult to get into. And Joey, because of the way it's his vocal presentation, it's his professionalism, he kind of opens the door and says, no, it's okay, come on in. The water's fine, really, trust me. And there's just something about Joey as a salesman. Like, he can just kind of coax you right in and let you know, you're going to be okay, you're in good hands if I'm at the wheel. Well, well, well get careful, not at the wheel, because the man's a horrible wheel man. He, you had, you had, <laughs> you had me until you said that. I've been on a roll with this guy. You don't want his hands on the wheel. You might want his hands on the microphone, not on the wheel, Mike. I'm telling you, it's, it's a bitch. I've been there. Um, no, Joey's awesome. All the good things Joey has done in his career, it's because of me. Yes. Let's be honest. Um, <laughs> no, I love Joey. He's one of my closest friends. And, and I'm telling you. Look, I think it's a great marriage with you guys, because, you know, with him and Chikara, because of his obvious success, Joe, with ECW and being part of the real ECW, being a real guy, an original, and then segueing into his success into WWE on camera and behind the scenes. So you're getting a guy who understands the new age of how important social media is and digital content and, and yada, yada. You know, this is a guy who's got a lot of old school in him and new school in him. So it's a great fit for what you guys are doing, in my opinion. Yeah, that's so important right now because you've still got a generation of guys, I think, that are trapped in the outdated rhetoric of wrestling. Like, they can't accept the fact that everything a fan would ever want to know about how we make what we make is three clicks away on Wikipedia. And the old ways of doing things are just not relevant in 2016. And Joey gets that. You can see it reflected in his social media. Like, we went to him right now, for example, we're trying to crowdfund a video game of ours, Chikara Action Arcade Wrestling. We've got a, an Indiegogo going on. And Joey was one of the first ones to really just get behind that and understand this is how you promote this. This is how you get the message out to your fan base. And this is the way you have to be able to communicate in 2016 with wrestling fans. When you probably when you and I were coming up, we originally started on uh, independent shows. I remember once I was nearly on a Hamburg Fieldhouse event with the Tasmaniac way back in the day. Um, <laughs> right. Like, think about how different things are from way back then. Oh, it, it's a totally different, totally different globe. Dude, by the way, the Tasmaniac, if you fast forward, would be over big time in Chicago. Right or wrong? Absolutely. Yes. Damn. 
That man, man, talk about time travel. That'd be awesome. Uh, <laughs> that would have been a good fit, really. Um, it no, would. it's funny. I didn't know. I didn't. Uh, Hamburg, man. I remember working there in Pennsylvania. Uh, that 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 building was crazy. And dude, you also said something early on here about an intimate setting. You know what I mean? Like uh, that's what you guys prefer to work in front of, and that's where you excel best. And it's funny not to talk about WWE too much, but I just talked about that on my show recently, Mike. About they did that CWC, that Cruiserweight Classic gimmick, which yes. was pretty good, real good, and they had a lot of great talent there. And they did it out there down there in Orlando in that smaller building, and the people were a big part of it, and it was cool. And I had said before they put it on Raw, look, you're not going to get that same intimate feel, just like ECW back in the day. I used to bitch to Heyman all the time. Paul, we got to get in big buildings. Paul, we got in big, get in big buildings because I want to make more money, right? So, um, and he would say, no, it's not the same. We won't be the same, have that same feel. And the biggest we could go was like the Har Arena, where it was like four or 5,000 people. We couldn't go into like the garden, you know, because we just, it, well, maybe that's a bad example. Garden, we probably got good pops. But when you're in that intimate setting, I explain that to people. Maybe you can a little bit more how it is different, not only as a performer, but for the announcers, for the referees, and for the creative team. It's a whole different but yet better feel. Yes. I think sometimes like you see it full sale with the Cruiserweight Classic or NXT, the audience themselves can be a character. Like Not unlike how I think Tim Burton did a great job of this in the 1989 Batman movie. Gotham City is a character in that movie. So you can either have that as a tool that helps better tell your story or you can fight against the audience. And unfortunately, like we've seen that, right? The WWE went through that probably no end of their headaches, trying to get the right response for Roman Reigns, and they couldn't get it the way that they wanted. It felt like the audience was fighting with them. So they weren't using the audience as the best tool possible in their storytelling. If anything, they were combating them. What I like about intimate settings, this is something I like to challenge my cast of characters with, Can we make it such? Can we take those brief moments and pause while we're performing, while we're doing what we're doing, to make eye contact so that every fan leaves with a special moment like that? I can remember what it's like if you've ever gone to a concert where you're up close in front and you feel like, man, this is my song and the lead singer is making eye contact with me. I'm having like a moment here. Mm. Those those moments stay with you for your entire life. Yeah. And I want to be able to give those to the customers that support our art. That's the, ultimately the kind of experience they're paying to have. Like the idea that they're paying to be worked because they're dumb marks. Like this is the most odious concept in 2016. That is not what people buy tickets to entertainment shows for. You need to understand what it is that they're coming for, and then you better provide it if you expect them to come back and support your business. Yes, I, well said, Mike. And I got to tell you, I want to have you back on the show. When you come back on, if you keep going with this high-end vocabulary, I'm going to ban you from the show. I'm just You will be banned. Stop! I'm telling you right now, you're going to be banned from the show. You can't outshine me. I need to stay over. I, I'm the top guy. Don't outshine me here. Jeez. Understood. Understood, Mr. Suplex Machine. <laughs> right, li- listen, listen to me. You, look, I want to help you promote the, the game you have coming out. So if there's anything I could do, like yeah. maybe if you're putting any kind of footage together for this thing, I could run video on it and promote it and stuff like that because I'd awesome. love to just do stuff with you. And I'm, I believe in what you guys are doing. I'm a big fan of it. And I, I think Shakara is just—it's just so different, so cool. And I just—I want to see people like yourself and companies like yours, or Gabe, what evolve. Like companies like that really succeed. I want to see that because it's not just about the casual fan. 
you know, the industry mm-hmm. has grown to your many points immensely. And guys like you are, are showing the evolution of the business and there's different areas you can go, still be entertaining, still keep the integrity of a good wrestling match, as you know, right? Mm-hmm. And guys bump it hard and working snug at times. And as you know, and that's very important. And I think your crew all does that. So I tip my cap to you. Thank you very much for that. And, man, the kind of support that we're getting from Joey Styles, from yourself, it makes a world of difference because exposure is the obstacle for groups like us. And I'm sure Gabe would echo that sentiment with Evolve. You know, he's really – he's in a great position right now, like a very enviable position where he's starting to get a little bit of that spotlight. And that's great. Like, man, he's certainly done his time in the trenches, hasn't he? Like, Oh, yeah. He's he, paid his dues. He's due yeah, at bat. Yeah. yeah, he's due at bat. Look at this. Yeah. Just don't call him a good real man. He's definitely better than Joey Styles, that's for sure. Tell you that right now. All right, listen, enough of this, Mike. You were a great guest, okay? Uh, plug your website again for me, please. And you guys can follow Mike on Twitter at Mike Quackenbush or at Chikara Pro, uh, C-H-I-K-A-R-A Pro. Mike, talk about the website, and then I'm letting you go. All right, come see us online, ChikaraPro.com. You'll find links there to our subscription service, Chikaratopia, and to all of our social media. We'd love to interact with you there. And if you're over on Indiegogo, look for Chikara's Action Arcade Wrestling. We've got about a month of crowdfunding left to bring this video game to life. It's very much inspired by the games I loved in my childhood, like WrestleFest, Fire Pro Wrestling, and these non-simulator, more action-heavy games. Those are the kind of wrestling games I loved, and I want to make that for people who love what I love. Okay, Mike, look, man, I appreciate you. I respect what you're doing and continued success, my friend. And let's have you back on real soon, okay? Taz, thanks so much, man. All right, Mike, we'll talk to you down the road. Take care, man. Talk to you soon, brother. All right, so there you go. That was uh, Mike Quackenbush of Chicago Pro right there, and they do a great job. Mike was a great guest. Obviously, he brings a lot to the table, a lot of credibility, uh, a lot of years in the industry, knows what he's talking about, and obviously has a vision, which is why he is going to continue his success with his brand and i highly uh suggest you guys go to uh the website there check them out subscribe to it and 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 support them okay Uh, trust me wwe don't need your money they don't need your help okay these smaller wrestling companies they need that exposure they need that love so they can pay the production crew pay the wrestlers the right amount of money keep guys on board that's all very important stuff i've been there i came up the hard way just like mike did so i get it Okay, so I get what he's doing. So anyway, I can help guys like him and Gabe and other smaller promotions that are credible, real guys that do the right thing, uh, I'm in. I'm in. So uh, I'm all for it. So uh, check that out, and I want to definitely help him with that video game. Captain, I know you like video games at times. When and I have the time. When yeah, you have the time. I know bit. you're very busy. You're over. I know you're a big star. Relax. <laughs> okay? So, but I think you definitely should probably check out his video game. I'll I will. You. you should. You should. Even once you quit the show, because I know you did quit, right? That's what I heard. Yes, yes. Yeah, you quit yes, the show. Yes, I gave nice. my notice. You gave your notice. Big shot Jones over here. Yeah, I got it. Uh, so are we going to run the rest of the uh, the Jones gimmick in a little while? Or I got to talk uh, to people on Facebook Live? What am I doing? You can talk to people on Facebook Live for a minute or two if you like, while Brian and I get coordinated. Oh, really? So you guys will work on that, and we'll take our time, and I'll talk to people on the uh, Facebook while that's happening. So look at Lizette Austin. She's a regular on Facebook Live. Check out Shimmer. Yes, Shimmer does a great job. I think Mike Quackenbush would agree with that from the female wrestler perspective, for sure. There's no doubt about that. Uh, I definitely think that, uh, well, at Stephen Carter saying Captain Busy Jones. Uh, no, that's not true. No! He's not very busy. Um, so, uh, <laughs> we can uh, yeah. start the video now if you like. Yeah, we can start the video? Yes. Really? Yes. Okay, so this is the video uh, that Lean Mean made. And do you want to start it from the beginning? Or we do you should wanna... start because we had a little video glitch. I think Mike Quackenbush caused that problem because he kind of jinxed us. Because we, we ran a video before his appearance. I he think used Mike, some Chikara magic. Mike gave us the Chikara magic. <laughs> and he got us. <laughs>
Mike got us now, but um, yeah, so we'll play the video of the top 100 Joneses. This is the highest level you could go in jocularity and sophomoricism. Now I sound like Mike Quackenbush using his words. Anyway, so yeah, check this uh, check this thing out. We'll, we'll try and show you as much as we can. Come right back and I'll close the show, okay? What's with the Jones? How do you explain what the Jones is? It's just a jocularity, joking thing. Blah blah blah, Jones. Something. It means nothing. It's just the stupidest thing in the world. But it's, it lives on, and it's 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 only getting over more and more. Jones is Jones. They get it. I'm Content Jones. Well, I'm not Lefty. I'm Righty Jones. You're being High Road Jones here. Look, I might want to go different route, Jones here. Low Road Jones. Instead, we're gonna go to Work City Jones. Apex Jones. Where am I going? Right across the street, Jones. Lowlander Jones. Country Mile Jones, Journeyman Jones, that's a hashtag. <laughs> Friday edition Jones, Giddy Jones, that's your name Giddy on Friday. Jones. Your new name is Giddy Jones. I'm going to be Mark Jones. Mark Jones, that's me. Fancy Mark Jones. That's <laughs> 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 that Jones. <laughs> Captain is now known as All Balls Jones. <laughs> Johnny, you want to play One Ball Jones? Yeah, I'm in. No Balls Jones. Then we tried Game Show Jones. What's it called? All Trivia Jones! Tough Guy Jones. Look at this guy. You should see what I did in the men's room. Spray paint. Oh, the spray paint. Graffiti Jones over exactly. here. Exactly. Yeah. This Friday, you're deadpan Jones again. What's going on with you? You all right? I'm keeping you on edge. Hardway Jones. Even Stephen Jones. Even Stephen Jones. Back-to-back Jones. And you're going to pull that for me? Controversial finish Jones. Gimmick Stavis. Burnham, Burnham. Scandal Jones. Kaiser's Conspiracy Theory Jones. He has, okay, recharge Jones, so sudden dead Jones. Yeah. I'm going to backtrack Jones, rematch Jones. It's do or die Jones tonight. I'm on delay Jones though, right? Like what happened? They beat rematch Jones, and they did the right thing, running Jones, story arc Jones. Sad City Jones right there. Uh, Skype City Jones. No Skype in. Skype fail Jones. Yes. Everybody knows you're a ladies' man, Mike. Everybody knows you're Suave Bola Jones. Me and Handsome Johnny. <laughs> <laughs> so Handsome Johnny now, he was running around like Big Shot Jones. Big Man City Complex Jones. I smell vodka when I smell them. Grey Goose Jones. Stuttering Jones. <laughs> I'm his platform Jones. Armchair quarterback Jones here. For first time rookie Jones, he had a late start Jones. He really didn't start kicking ass in that game. So fifth quarter Jones. Crunch City Jones. Top water Jones. Two it, points it, Jones. It, I left part of that. Jones. It just never ends. I'm Peanut Jones. Hot Dog Jones. It never ends. It's a never... Dude, 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 it's five minutes. I watched this thing yesterday before I posted it that Lean Mean sent me. I, I had to watch it ten times. And I'm thinking, is this just funny because it's me? I mean, like... Yes. I, is that why I think this is so funny? And then I'm thinking, God, do I really say Jones that much? I, I, I don't even realize it. And I sent this to Mike Tanay in a private message. And he popped. He goes, damn, brother, you're getting a mileage out of this gimmick. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Because Mike is the first guy I heard use this back in the day when I worked in TNA with him. So you can watch the full thing at TazTube Jones, my YouTube channel. You can check it out over there. More Joneses. More Joneses. <laughs> yeah, and thank you again. Lean Mean did all the work there. He just, you know, he's phenomenal. He does great stuff, and he does great video work, and I appreciate everything he does for me and the show here. Really. Uh, yes, uh, look, uh, who's that? Chan Man right here on the Facebook Live. I think that's Chan Man. Yeah, it is. He says, uh, Lean Mean, great job. Yeah, man, no doubt. So, uh, look, uh, Rush Mazzilli said, uh, Never Ending Jones. Exactly. Uh, that, <laughs> it just keeps going. Sound effects Jones. You could go nonstop. You, you, know, you know, like, let's say, I don't know, you're at a 
Let's say you're at a, what do you call it? This might be a little graphic, so watch my language, Taz. Uh, let's say you're at a, what do you call it? I don't know, you're at a bar with your friends, and, you know, and you're all single, and the girls are single, and you're hitting on a girl, and next thing you know, the guy's like, oh, look at this guy, Cockblock Jones, what the hell? You know, like, I mean, that could be a good one right there. I mean, you know I mean? So, you know, Bill Defense Jones. You know, there's a lot of that. This, you can go on and on. You can go on and on. Really. So Facebook, uh, Nub Jones, look at Rob Kozlowski, <laughs> Nub Jones is a good one, actually. So um, Facebook Live people, so I, I don't know if you heard me at the top of the show. <clears throat> um, I got to stop reading these from these people that make me laugh. So uh, I don't know if you heard me at the top of the show. So what's going to end up happening is down the road here over the next few weeks, I have this gimmick here at CBS put together. I know the show's running late here a little bit. It's almost like fifth quarter City Jones. So uh, I have this thing here. So... Um, where we're going to kind of, CBS wants to do this deal, that it's a better experience for you guys to interact like you're doing right now on Facebook Live with each other and with anyone here on the show, including me. So it's going to be a deal at TazShow.com, where unlike Facebook Live, you could do this and watch the whole show for two hours and interact like you're doing, okay, the whole two-hour gimmick. Unlike here, it's going to be better quality, the video quality that you're looking at here on Facebook Live, the video quality will be better on a new gimmick at TazShow.com. It's not up and running yet, but we're going to have that there uh, at TazShow.com where for the whole two hours, you can basically watch the Taz Show from you know your office or school or your computer, whatever. And interact with each other like you guys do, and interact with me, and send messages, and I'll do my best throughout the two hours to, you know, get into dialogue with you guys, or you can just chat it up with each other. You know, it's a pretty cool thing. It's a big deal, and I'm pretty sure that it's going to be available on the app too, the Radio.com app, where you could, you know, watch the show straight up like you would do it on your Facebook app. So that's kind of what we're doing. I'm seeing a lot of thumbs up and hearts. It seems like people are happy about that. Because you could, again, watch the whole show once we have that up and running. You know what I mean? It's pretty cool, right? I know you weren't in that meeting, Captain. But no, I wasn't. Yeah, you know, now what's happening with you is you're excluded from the meetings. Yeah. Yeah, well, once you say you quit, that's usually what happens. You know, they don't involve you. So, yeah, again, thank you for all the hearts and uh, thumbs up. It seems like you guys, because I was, I was concerned that you guys are going to like this concept of that eventually it's going to wean, wean away from this Facebook Live thing. And you're going to have to, it's just going to, if you want to, you know, Watch any segment of the Taz Show live and interact like you're doing now. Um, it's going to be done there at TazShow.com. Not ready yet. Jeremy Williams says, what's up, Taz? What's up, Jeremy? You know, and then look at Jason Nearmoff. Near Sorry, I messed up your name. This is awesome. Clap, 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 clap. This is awesome. And look at the chairman says people will hack this idea. Of course, <laughs> wait, people will hack this idea. Jones, that's what chairman said, <laughs> and he's correct. They will try, but uh, I don't know if they have. Uh, it's not as it's not as inex, inexpensive as you think it is. Uh, I'm not saying chairman thinks it is, but I'm just saying it's very expensive to do what they're going to do here with the show. Cap, you know some technical stuff, right? I mean, to have a website running like that, what it sounds really, you know, state of the art. It is. It's high end, Jones, and. Uh, you know, and that, and, I, and I hope you guys are happy. I mean, uh, you know, Mr. Vasquez, Inescio Vasquez says, quit City Jones. I think he means you, Captain. All right. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, and now uh, Brandon, Brandon Mullen says, will there be um, 
thumbs up, thumbs up and hearts gimmicks on the new Tashow.com thing? I don't know. That's a good question. I got to find that out. I'm not really sure. That I could find. It's a good question. Uh, thanks for throwing a monkey wrench in the whole positive announcement. It's a great way to wrap everything up. <laughs> monkey wrench Jones. <laughs> Dude, really? Slamming bods and beyond. Hell? Shockmaster Jones. <laughs> <laughs> yes! <laughs> I don't want to get paid to lose. I want to win! Yeah. So, uh, anyway, that's the deal. So, uh, what do you call it? Uh, look at Alberto Carrillo. He's saying, Captain is a good sport. Why? Why is he a good sport? He's quitting on his terms. Of course he's a good sport. Sorry, I didn't know you were in the room, Cap. Apologize. <laughs> I'm easy to miss. <laughs> Like burying you right in front of you. I blend into the background so easily. Jeremy Williams says, moving on up, Jones. Yeah, that's the captain. <laughs> moving on up to the east side. Yeah. Deluxe apartment in the sky. You know what that's from? Yes. You do, huh? Yeah. Let's see on the Facebook Live if people know what that's from. Don't say what it is. Let's see. Don't say USA. Let's see if they know what that is, that song I just sang. Let's see. Let's take our time. I'm reading the Facebook. We'll take our time. We're in overtime Jones right now. Let's see if people know. First one that says it, I'm going to put you over. La, 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 I'm reading them. No one's got it yet. Don't forget there's a delay. I don't care about the delay. That's no excuse. I'm reading. People right there now. There you go. People on the ta- Wait, hold on. People on the task uh, on the podcast are pissed. Wait, you saw one? Matthew Divin. Oh, and Jason Shepard, too, to Jefferson, Jefferson Jones, he said. <laughs> the Jefferson, Will Diaz. Now it's all coming in the Jeffersons. <laughs> Excuse me. Yeah, so it's a Jeff. Michael, Michael Hollow. Yes, I know. Delayed City here. I know. You guys all know it's a Jeffersons. All right, I'm sorry. Okay, so, uh, yeah, so that's the deal. All right, look, so that's it. I got to go. I got things to do. I hope you guys have a great weekend, seriously, and thanks for jumping on the Facebook Live. Special thanks to Mike Quackenbush. Go support Chikara Pro. They they do great stuff. Seriously, guys, seriously, seriously, seriously. Uh, thank you guys for jumping, like I said, on the show. Thanks for everybody who called the show. We had a lot of calls today, and everybody on the Twitter. Appreciate all the support and the love, uh, and thanks again to Lean Me for making that badass video. So that's the basically uh, what they call a wrap. So uh, that's it for everybody here at the Taz Show. We'll talk to you guys on Monday. Uh, for the captain, I am Taz. Adios. I was only worried about my top friends Now my circle is getting smaller All these people acting fake, man And to be honest, I don't even have a top ten Me against the world, I've been doing what I really love Haters been hiding behind the screen, man, they movie cuts And when I'm back at home, it never feels the same Cause we've been doing our own thing, trying to stay up I wanna go back to days with no grades We ordered the kids' meal, play ball, that's all day Looking at this Instagram page But these likes on my picture Don't result in getting paid now I've been wondering where the party at Cause all of my concerns Got me wondering where they got the Bacardi at To go and pour another drink Just to get away We gotta live it up Carolina here to stay I'm hoping I won't let you go
crystal back since I was shooting hoops. No issues, you know what I've been going through. And it's for the team, no I go for my dreams. I've been on tours and screens.